Hey, bud, how was your weekend? Good, man. A lot of good football and uh, some surprises, too. Well, it's mid-October. We're thick in the football season, and it's Tuesday. What do we do on Tuesdays? We deal with the aftermath. time for the all 22 college football edition uh what'd you see last week max how'd we do well let's start off with what we told you to watch and we told you friday night to watch virginia versus miami and uh <laughs> i'm sorry about that i'm i'm taking the hit on that one I, that's a fail on my part um i don't know if i'll tell you ever again to watch another virginia football game <laughs> <laughs> i think we've heard him twice on that i'm taking shots here i ain't telling you to bet on these games now AC, I, acc's a mess acc's, a, ACC's mess. a bit of a mess i know virginia you know they had dude you know the guy got hurt and all that but that's that that's a that's not quality well you, you do have a couple good teams well they play their trap games well north carolina versus clemson was great sure and there's another game we need to talk about that happened this weekend by the way, let me, let me start this segment by saying this was the weekend in college football we've all been waiting on. Yes, yes, I, I, I agree. This felt like the, the kickoff of the real season. Three great games this weekend. I just wish one of them was at 3.30 to fill the 3.30 slot. But you, you, you had some great games. You were entertained. So Friday night, uh, Oregon, Colorado, I, I was able to – I had wind up having a race the next morning, so I was home. I was able to really watch. Uh, Oregon's good. Mm-hmm. Oregon – Finally, I feel better because I've been preaching since I know. game one how good Oregon looked against Auburn. They looked really good Friday night. Uh, Colorado's good enough the way they beat them physically. The quarterback looks as good as everybody told me he was going to look. Um, re- I really, I really, they're going to be. I, th- I actually, they're going to be in the mix. I know they're going to need help, but the help's going to come. They're they're going to be. They're going to have a shot at the playoffs. Well, that was the that would have been a better game. It wasn't as close. Um, I told you to watch it because I thought it was going to be a good game. Yes, no, it no, wasn't it wasn't at all. all. So I apologize for that one. They're a fail on my part. But um, yeah, I don't want to give Oregon credit for anything. I don't know why I do that, but <laughs> I just don't like them. Yeah, I, I, I just athlete to athlete, I, I was impressed. I, yeah. I, I came away impressed with that. Uh, other than that, the Pac-12 is in deep shit but I, I think Oregon I think Oregon's fine well you know what the ACC versus the Pac-12 uh, that would be a great there'd be some great know, matchups in there see you know because hey I would watch Oregon Clemson tomorrow like I would sign right, up yeah I get you, you know what you're if right. you went down if you went down through the list uh that's a you, you're not you're not wrong on that that's it's pretty accurate. Yeah, if they if they did some kind of like uh you mean Miami Washington State I don't know <laughs> like yeah whatever Okay, so then Saturday at noon, we were, we were talking oh. about the Red River Shootout. Oh, man, that was fun. And let me, we'll get into Red River Shootout, but let me say, like, oh, by the way, South Carolina said, oh, you're not going to watch us. Yeah. It's like, hold my beer. Let me entertain the nation yeah, for a day. Yeah, that was crazy. But let's first, let's talk about the Red River Shootout. Go ahead, tell me what you saw. So the, the most, the most Wait, impressive thing was physically just both teams. I thought both both teams are, are good as good as we thought they were. 
We, you know, I, I enjoyed just like they played a high level of football, good athletes. Ellinger. Well, for those who don't know, Texas, Oklahoma. Yes. If it's yes. your first. Yes. Well, yeah. That's what we're talking about. The, the Red River uh, rivalry slash shootout. Um, Oklahoma's defense looked really good, which I, I was hoping they would as far as in the long run. Like when we get to the end of the year, that's what, you know, last year was a high state's defense that kept them out of the playoffs. And, you know, that's fine. Oklahoma's is kind of the same situation. This year, like Oklahoma's defense looked really good. Ellinger played his ass off as usual, but he was he was confused. They, they did a great job because Hurts didn't look like, you know, he does every other week. You know, Texas defense is good too, but that was pretty much the story of the game is that they they should they I think they I, I don't know, I shouldn't say confused. They covered <laughs> they covered well. The coverage was good. I think wow. Oklahoma's defense looked really, really good that day. Was it tied up at halftime or was Oklahoma leading by a score? I can't remember. Oh man, it was close. It was close. It was close because right good. before but see, Oklahoma made a couple of mistakes there in the first half where that game could have got away. And Texas couldn't capitalize. There was I, a fumble, there was an interception, I believe in the end zone. I mean, watched a lot of football today. I won't I won't lie, but yeah, it all kind of wraps in. But in general, both teams were good. I feel bad for Texas because you play a great schedule, you got two losses, but you're not bad. You, you know, yeah. I mean, it, it yeah. sucks for, that, for them to, you know. They might lose. I mean, they, they could lose three games this year and Texas is still an awesome team. And be great. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It's just they're just that team this year. Just like uh, Auburn and Florida could do the same thing. Uh, also, at noon on Saturday was uh, South Carolina said, no, we're going to – we're going to play our trap game well. Yeah. And you say it was an ugly game. There wasn't a lot of scoring. But I think South Carolina, we don't – they didn't care. They just no. – we'll take a win anywhere we can. Yeah. Uh, they they made Fromm look bad. You know they, you know how I'm on his case I know. all season. The whole time I'm thinking, I know he's going to do it. He's going to do it. One of those interceptions, though, was such a great play by the corner. Yes. I can't really yeah. blame him. Well, the same guy at all three. I knew he had two of them. He had three of them. He had the three of them. He had all three interceptions. And then there was a fumble during a handoff. Yeah. So he had four total tur- But even the throws from was making, he just didn't look like – I mean, you know, give South Carolina credit. Yeah. I'm sure like – They were doing something confusing. Yeah, yeah, obviously. But still, that's it's just not him. Like, I kept expecting, like, ah, any minute now we're fine. And uh, they looked really good. Uh, I, I got something about this game was – I had to listen to this game on the radio because I couldn't get it. I was doing something. And – uh <laughs> The, we're listening. To, we're used to listening here. Paul Keels here in Columbus, how he calls games. And when he calls games, he says, Ohio State's on their own 42. Michigan State's on their own 35. The Georgia announcers are like, we are at the 20. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They are rushing the quarterback. <laughs> it was us versus them. It was us versus, us them. versus them. And then they called a pass interference in the end zone. This was a very important drive because at the end of the game, Georgia had to go 96 yards with six minutes left in the game just to tie it up, take it in overtime. Oh, yeah. And the drive was over, but they called passing. On a penalty. Yeah, I was going to say, on a penalty, by the way. They we're getting penalties this week. We ain't going to get into penalties. I mean, it was, that was a ginormous penalty. It was ginormous. But they said, the announcer said, they were cheating. We caught them cheating. <laughs> oh I swear God. to How you. How fun is that? Uh, yeah. And then That's awesome. the commercials in between was like, come to Bill's Chicken Farm. <laughs> get out. I am, it was crazy. Oh, so you were, on like, you were on like an app or something. Like you had to go to their No, like it was local, ESPN. But it was like the local feed. Yeah. That's awesome. But we got Paul Keels. He's so oh, yeah. professional. And I hear these guys. Yeah. And then, but they would also say stuff like three, three receivers on the near side of the field. Well, what's that mean? Is that, is that <laughs> where yet? Is that the wide side to the field? Is <laughs> yeah. it to the boundary? Like, yeah, where are you at? Like they, oh. we know where they're at. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, you talk, you talk about some guys getting a little emotional. Uh, it was it, that tickled. That entertained me as much as the actual game. And our boy Rex Bex let us down, man. That's that's our dude. They kicked the oh uh, the guy with yeah, the goggles. Yeah, we love that guy. Goggles. I don't know why we love him I, because we do. I don't know why. It should be in a but music video. I don't know about that guy. <laughs> All right, at three thirty, well, we got to move on. That was a great game. Yes, the upset of the week no, was. Yeah, we, South yeah, Carolina. we said there'd be an upset. We just obviously didn't pick that one. That doesn't mean South Carolina is going to win out the rest of their game. No. by the way, that was their. Team. I don't know if Georgia is either. That was the game. I hear these guys. That was the game. South Carolina player, players will talk about the seniors for the next twenty five years sure. of their life. Yeah. That was their championship. Yep, absolutely, and they deserve it. But um. At 3.30, Washington State beat Arizona. I said that would be a good game. It was a close game, 27-20. I got, to be honest with you, I was a little distracted at that time. I don't know if it was just turnover after turnover. Um, but it was a close game. Yeah, I was, I was on the road that or on the run that day, and uh, I, I totally missed that. I'm not going to lie. We also told you what, Cincinnati-Houston um, – the game I did I I did get to watch part of that. Yeah, it was a good game. It entertained us though. It's because we're we're kind of closet Cincinnati fans. It actually wasn't close. No, yeah. Well, and that's what we talked about when I last week. I, you know, I I wanted to see these. I called them the the, the number twenty five teams, but essentially I wanted to see these teams yeah. at the very bottom. And and uh, Cincinnati did what I said they should do. Like they should win that game pretty well. We talked about uh, Alabama. Texas A&M. That was a you know that was Alabama versus twenty five team. After seeing Ohio State the week before versus twenty five team, and I just want to make sure these twenty five teams look how they should look. You know that the essentially yeah. I'm just checking the voters. I think, all, and I and I agree. I think that Cincinnati looked exactly where they're ranked, and so did Texas A&M. And we we said we're not going to talk about Clemson and Alabama because they should just handle their yeah. business at three thirty, and they both did. They and did. A and M kind of tried to put up a fight to the end, even yeah. though they're down by twenty. Um, but but it's hard when you're doing that like Alabama every week. It's like th- their game is we're going to win, we're going to get out early, and you're going to give you know you're going to try and score make up points at the end. Yeah. It's, they, they're kind of tired of that. They they need a game like that team needs to play. You know Florida, LSU, you know Georgia. Some you know they yeah. need a game. They're coming. And nope. Clemson, Clemson just took flat out just like looked like they should have looked, and the game was over. So that was. We'll talk about in, in the victory formation, but there's a they're they're coming. Those those big games are oh, coming. Yeah, yeah, they're in building. SEC. Now I'm gonna group this the 7 30 and 8 o'clock games all together because we said Penn State, Iowa, USC, Notre Dame, and Florida versus LSU. I guarantee you you did not have enough TVs in your no, house. It, it was hard. It was freaking awesome. At one point, Bud and I were <laughs> this is what we do because we're football geeks. We will re- rewind a play. Five times to figure out everyone's responsibility on the field. To just try and figure out how a tight end got open on a on a first down. Yeah, so it's it's basically we watch LSU, they tie it up, but we just spent the entire drive rewinding every single play <laughs> to figure out you know why this guy get open or you know with this and that. So they score, they tie it up. I think it was twenty eight that time, and then like, well, let's flip over and see what USC and Notre Dame's doing. We flip over and it was commercial break. So as soon as I flip it back to LSU, <laughs> we're got to. We missed an entire score. We don't even know how yeah. they got to 35. Yeah. Well, and, and guess what else we found out? What's that? Uh, well, your uh, 60-inch flat screen is not a touchscreen. It's yeah. not a telestrator. Yeah, yeah. As yeah. hard as I tried, Bud it was is not there. a telestrator. 
like uh, like Madden. He was trying to draw circles, and, and this is where he's going to go. And AR-15 kept yelling at you, don't touch the screen. It's not a touch screen. But, it's, but uh, I give you credit where credit's due. You called PSU uh, Iowa. Not a great game. Well, I, PSU Penn State took a step back. Like, I was, yeah, but I, I called, like, ah, they're going to blow through them. You're like, no, this game's not going to be good. I was terrible. That offense, they refused. They re, they just refused to, to evolve. To do any, like, yeah. I don't care. It, it's, it's, it's Jim Trussell. Yeah. Man. Yeah. It's, but yeah, without the players. Without the players. <laughs> without the players. Yeah. Too. I mean, that's the, the difference. It's like, even though they try to say the Big Ten's trying to go to more tempo or spread as a conference. There's some guys who are not letting go. Well, because you can, because Iowa can do that. Iowa can go seven and five. Nobody gets fired. Yeah, you know, he's one of the highest paid coaches in the country. Like that's, that's just where they're at. We talk about. I talked about Oklahoma State's in the same niche. They can stay right there, middle of the pack, and win. Their fans will go to the game. They'll upset you know somebody every couple of years, and they're fine with that. And uh, yeah. Notre Dame, uh, I'd say I didn't. You know, we didn't get to watch a bunch of the game. They handled USC like. Uh, Notre Dame's passing game, I think, is uh, well. They started fall. utilizing that twenty-five more. Yeah. Said that two, they said that ten. Like that guy yeah. has got some speed. But they're they're falling under the same category as a lot of these teams I'm seeing. Like they're not throwing more than like five yards downfield right now. Like I, I don't like it's an epidemic in football. I think no. I think it's that quarterback. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. It's the, it's the quarterback's the problem in the, all these teams. We'll talk about golf in a little bit. He, he's smart enough to run the offense. Yeah, he don't have the can and exactly. stretch the field, and, and that's that's a that's a problem right now. And you know, at, were this what was this week seven in college? Yeah, I, they know who they're facing. Yes, and um, but I, probably the most impressive thing to to recognize that they've uh, they won three in a row against USC. It's a big rivalry to win three in a row. Yeah. Like, you know, that's 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 good. So they're they're a decent team. They're not as good as I thought they were maybe a few weeks ago, but they're they're good. What, would you say the difference in the Florida LSU game was the quarterback? Yeah, it's not even like it's not even close. What do you think about Burrow now? He's great. He, is he well, he's playing great. He's playing like, great. This kid has played himself into a not only okay, okay. So here's here's basically here's my overall take of LSU because is that. If you just watched the games this season, looked at the schedules, looked at the teams they beat, and looked at how they played, LSU is the number one team in the country. If if you take last year out of it, and that's how I look at it, they, they've got a win against Texas, they got a win against Florida. Florida's good. Trask is good. I enjoyed that game. The kid, like Florida's Florida's defense played like we expected them to play, but Burrow is making every you know both the big games, Texas. And Florida, he is making the throws that win the game, that decide the game, and that's huge in college football. Like you know, I mean, obviously it's a redundant to say that, but the, every game that we've watched, I mean, that game was pretty close. Yeah, and Trask played great. I love the kid, honestly, but but Burrow's making he's making one or two throws that is deciding these games, and and he's I think he, I tell you what. I'm ex- I'll just say I'm eager to see LSU Alabama. We're not quite well, ready I'm to talk what, about it, but in a couple of weeks they play Auburn and right after that they play Alabama. They should handle Auburn. Yeah. They might slip up because they're looking at Alabama, yeah. but week 9 of college football, you've got LSU versus Bama. Yeah. That is <clears throat> it's, I mean, it's as big you, as it gets. You ever do something crazy with your friend? 
where you both get sledgehammers <laughs> and like you kind of and you swing them as hard as you can to make the heads hit at the same time. You ever do that? Because no. I've done that. No, it hurts your teeth. Well, yeah, it's. I, I mean, I've swung a sledgehammer. When these so. two teams meet, is that what we're talking it's about? It's two sledgehammers meeting. Is it or is it quarterbacks? Well, Wait a minute. I, let's just recognize that Alabama LSU is finally boiled down to two NFL quarterbacks playing against each other. That's crazy. Like you talk about evolving. That's how you evolve and stay good. So yeah, the, you, you we'll talk a lot about that game. But no, Burroughs looks great right now. And every, anybody that knows me knows how I don't want to say that, but it's true. I, I can't. The, the kid looked great the other night. Well, to wrap up college football for uh, this week, I, it was a great game. There wasn't there wasn't a time during the day you wouldn't have been entertained. Yeah, it was a solid weekend. I didn't say anything about the ten o'clock, but I was just like I was done. It's like that last. Watch it. Well, after Florida LSU, yeah. it was like that last bit of a good steak. Yeah. Like, I'm full. I'm done. It tastes great. Yeah. If I'd have watched any more football, it would have been like uh, when the like you've had the you big Super Bowl it. party. It's three hours later, and you're like, oh, there's still some chicken wings over there. I think I should eat them just because they're sitting there. And, and then you're like, that's, that they're cold they're and cold. clammy. That's any more football. That's what it would taste it, like. It would have ruined the night. Yeah. You'll vouch for me. I was done with football <laughs> for that night. All right, so uh, we're going to come back. We got a we got one more topic to talk about. We got a little interesting in the last few days in college football that we touched on last week. So we're going to take a break, and uh, we'll be right back. So last week we touched on the Houston Cougars story. Uh, basically, they're you know everybody probably knows it by now. It's listening to this for sure. But Derek King uh, took the red shirt his senior year, so he can come back and essentially have a do over next year. But Coach Dane Holgerson, his idea. They're calling it tanking. So in the last few days, one of the other Cougars came out and uh, had, a, had a different take on it. Is that uh, fair to say, Max? Yeah, uh, this is an offensive lineman. His name is Justin Murphy. He transferred over from, I believe it was Texas A&M, no, Texas Tech maybe. And uh, he's a six-year senior because he got one red shirt when he blew his knee out, and NCAA granted him another Red shirt, medical red, and probably a medical red. Yeah, shirt. medical. Yeah, so he, the medical red shirt was the additional red shirt, and so this is he's a six year senior, and he transferred because he thought Houston was wanting to win now, and he went on an actual rant on uh, Twitter. This would have been a low hanging fruit if we didn't think this is important to the college yeah. football game. And we kind of touched on last week. What was, what was the aftermath going to be of this? Like this, here it comes. Somebody's not going to like this. And I, apparently I, this kid doesn't like it. I don't think this is the, this is the only guy we hear right now, but I think he's not doing when it feels this way. Yeah. Cause he said something that all young football players know when you smell, he said, when you smell bullshit coming out of your coach, you don't believe in a coach and you don't believe in your system. And there was even a quote in there that says, we play three games in 19 days. Uh, no one else is, is going to care yeah. who's watching. Why should we? Yeah. Is that, is that what you want from the head? That's what the head coach said. Yeah, and they were for money. Like those, those games essentially that they take the big payday and, and, yeah. and play. And, and it didn't go so well, which was what led to the, you know, the quarterback transferring well, well here's the thing if he's already telling these Supposedly, players yeah if he's already telling these players if no one else cares why should we 
you think that maybe he had an idea that redshirt well, that, Garrett? That's what he's leaning. That's what he's leaning towards, isn't it? From what we hear from this Justin Murphy is that there were several other. I'm thinking five or six seniors who were oh, really? asked to redshirt, or was hinted at they should redshirt too. Yeah. And I think Justin Murphy, he was labeled he was cut from the roster or just completely uh, ex-nade from the roster. I don't even know what the term is. Not well, he's hurt again. He is hurt again. So he, he's done. Like his career's over. Well, you can still – you can limp around on – on, uh, Well, you punches. can still be on the team, right? Yeah, you're still on the team. You're part of the – I think what was is he was a little bit of the dissension in the ranks. Sure. And I don't blame him. But no, no, he's, he's not as young as some of these nineteen-year-olds are on the team right now. Yeah, you know he's he's his six year in college. He's like twenty-two years old. He's like, this is bullshit. Yeah, and I think it's essentially what he's doing is calling bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I saw, I, I read some of that. Like he tried to, you know, one of his. Now this is all his tweets. You know, obviously none of us know the real story. You know, we're just going by what the kid says, but he says he had tried to have a conversation with the coach and the coach said, I only talked to players and wouldn't even look at it. And didn't even, yeah, didn't, wouldn't even, he goes, I only got time to coach. But I think even whether, I think even whether that's true, not true, whatever, what we're saying is this coach, this may not go smoothly as he thinks is my opinion. And who knows? Like, who knows what the next step is? You know, I mean, because you think like, well, no, they can do whatever they want. That's not true. Like, we've seen the NCA how many times step into something that is none of their fucking business. Like, well, as an Ohio State fan, I'm just saying. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm just being honest. Like, sometimes they don't let shit go. Well, we got one kid saying this now. We got five others were told to redshirt beside the the quarterback. Yeah, we were talking earlier on one of our low hanging fruit about. California allowing their players to make money off their name. And you brought up a great point. There isn't enough advertising money. You, you might really, as a national fan, you only know five or six players. In, right. your, in your state, you only give a shit about one or two. All these these kids were just playing until their football was done with them. Yeah. And this coach tanked on their senior year. Yeah. Maybe, maybe there's only 10 more seniors. Yeah. I don't know. 15 more Right, seniors. right. We don't know. But you, you okay – you totally betrayed them as the head coach. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think you won? And they had one coach leave them. So their original coach, the coach that told them to go to school there, left them. Yeah. But that's allowed in the NCAA. No big deal. So Herman left them. Yeah. So then these kids are stuck there, and you know, unless they want to transfer and lose a year. So they're, they're, they're I shouldn't say they're stuck. I know everybody, their education, all that. I'm saying, but so they're at this school. They've spent four or five years here. Now. Yeah, but I mean, even they're at this school. Their coach leaves, and they're still there. And then another coach does this that comes in afterwards. So, like, these kids have got green from top to bottom. Yeah. I mean, that's just – that's the bottom line. You're – you're if you're not one of the guys who were asked to redshirt and you're not going to redshirt, you're basically saying, my last year I ever got to play football in my life yeah. was submarine They tank. didn't – yeah, they didn't care. I'm sorry. They shit on me. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I dedicate myself to this university and this program, and they shit on me. Yeah, I did my part. Do you think you think those other classmen got a lot of trust in this uh, Holgerson? <laughs> I think I think you nailed it. I think there's a certain percentage. I think this is. I think I think you're touching on it. I think it's kind of like, for lack of a better term, a coup. So like we knew he knew he had four games to do this, and all of a sudden at four games, like they start redshirting. So how many are really in on it? And when I say in on that, I mean, how many are part of this plan? So is is it half the team? Is it like not only the kids at redshirt, but like freshmen and stuff? He's like, here's how it's going to go next year. And he's got them on board. And then the others like, what the 
you know, I, I don't know. I'm just I'm totally right. brainstorming here. You're right. Is it, you know, because you know, there's, there's, this tip the iceberg. So whatever, you know, it's not just four kids decide to register and come back next year. You, say whatever your recruits are that you just got in this year. I'm sure he's got like his, you know, his favorite recruits and guys he talked into going there. There's no way he doesn't run this by them. Like, hey, our, our quarterback's going to quit after week four, but next year we got this happening. When this, there's no way that he didn't do that. All right, which is slimy as do you, shit. Do you think tanking in college football is good or bad for college football? It's bad. It's bad. Yeah, it's bad. Well, it's it's bad for the NFL. Like I'm going to touch on that a little bit later, but it's it's just bad overall. And I've got several reasons why. For instance, if I'm a booster and they do this, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa wait a minute. Like I just gave you a hundred thousand dollars for a new, you know, whatever tackling dummy. Why should I care if you don't like it's? A, I really think this is going to backfire. I think this is going to spiral out of control. How about if you bought I, you 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 bought in and spent a boatload of money? You're not you're not you're not a Bill Bill. You're not rich, Daddy Warbucks, right? Yeah. And you blew a lot of money to watch this Heisman uh, dark horse. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm not. Yeah. I got tickets to week six and you take the season. Yeah, that's what I mean. There's a, there's a, it, my, yeah, I'll go, I'll go out on a limb and say that uh, Holgerson's not coaching there next year. I'll go that far out on a limb because Ooh. I know how this is going to go. The NCAA is going to be like, oh, we don't like this. And they, they make snap decisions. Like we've, I've saw it, you see it happen every year. And I don't think this is, they can't let this happen again. So how do you keep it from happening again? Do you act like it's a big deal now? You blackball the guy. Yes. I, I don't believe he's going to coach at the beginning of next year. All right. So that's our take on the Houston Cougars and, uh, and tanking uh, college football. Coming up next, NFL. Okay. We're still in the All-22, and now we're doing the NFL part. And we're going to start off with the games we told you that were on or you should watch. Uh, Thursday night was Pats versus New York Giants. We basically weren't telling you to watch it. We're saying this is the game it's on. It's on. Yeah. Uh, of course, again, Pats handled their business, well-prepared, come in, handle the game. Uh, really wasn't that scary for them. Uh, we weren't going to talk about Panthers-Bucks, but the fact that Kyle Allen's still winning for Carolina – it's it's starting to become a big deal. That was the three a.m. game in in Great Britain again. And McCaffrey's so. still the dude. McCaffrey's a dude. Mm-hmm. And then we also brought up. Uh, you just jump in anytime, like <laughs> Redskins versus Dolphins. Okay, so yeah, that I was so right about that, and I didn't even. I thought I was making a joke when I said that they might go backwards to try and lose that game. So. I look up. We're uh, we were in Cleveland. Um, uh, my uh, our niece uh, had her first child, so shout congratulations. out congratulations! Shout yeah, shout out to uh, Baker Mayfield. Ba- shout out to Baker, by the way. <laughs> um, so so we're watching the game, so I can't see them all. And I look up, and I'm following the score, and I'm like, ah, oh, it's actually a close game. And I look up, and I see that the final score is seventeen to sixteen. And I, you can ask anybody around me. The first thing I said was. That means the Dolphins scored and purposely didn't get a two-point conversion so they can make sure they lost that game. Yeah. And sure enough, they ran one of the worst two-point conversion plays in the history of the NFL Either and way, lost that game. He wasn't going to run. He wasn't going to kick the extra point and go to overtime because he needs his season over as quickly as possible. Yeah. yeah. No, no. It's a fire stallion. I, 
But I was like, you've got to be kidding me. So on a, on a you, sort of – I have a question. Yeah. You think the Redskins GM was pissed? Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, you've got to be kidding me. Because I wanted to lose this game yeah, so bad. Yeah, you got to be kidding me. They probably, probably didn't even have a defensive line. Who did Redskins start this time? Did he just get the guy selling uh, popcorn? You know, also, I don't know. I didn't see a play of the game except for the, except for the highlights. So I didn't even – it was all – It, it was might have been Colt McCoy. I think it was McCoy no. again. I had to It be. doesn't matter. Yeah, it had to be. But – um. But as far as that goes, though, I keep thinking about this, and on a slightly serious note, we know it's sports, not that serious. But I keep thinking about this tanking thing, and it's starting to kind of irritate me. Yeah. Because I thought to myself, no, nobody has this big deal about Miami tanking. They went to first round pick, and I'm like, well, wait a minute. What if you own a fucking restaurant beside the stadium, and now you've got half the yeah. people coming to it? Look what happened to Cleveland when LeBron left. That's exactly he what took, I thought. They say it's he took he took the economy with him. That's exactly what I was thinking of. I was like, I was in Cleveland, and the difference between when LeBron was playing there and not playing there, and I thought this, and I know this isn't as big, but the impact that the team has, I'm like, I mean, it, it's not like they're bad because people go watch a bad team. They will show up for a bad team. Like New York Giants, people are showing up because the team's trying to win. They're just not good enough to win. But when you know a team's trying to lose, like, what about everybody that count, counts on a team to give an effort? Yeah. You don't have to win. Well, they count on you to give an effort, and you're not like some part of it's like not even right. Well, I mean, there's there's New England who gets to play them twice. Who's yeah, got, yeah, who might get a bye week at the way they're yeah. looking to go in the playoffs, and then you're in the AFC West. Yep, and then you're in a dogfight. Yeah, how is how is that possibly fair? And, and it. If there was a way for NFL to punish teams that do that. But here's the thing. All those owners who own the franchises know, hey, that might be me in that situation one day. Well, the NBA has been tanking for years. And uh, uh, this is the only and, – and the lottery – you know, the lottery is actually a solution for the NBA tanking. That was the only thing they could come up with to sort of not automatically give the worst team yeah. the, the pick. So that's where the lottery actually come from. But – um. Somebody had an idea years ago, and it sounded crazy. But the more and more I think about it, it's better. You give the you give the best team that doesn't make the playoffs the first round draft pick. Now that's incentive. Wow. To play the whole season. I mean, that's that's. I heard that years ago, and I'm like, holy shit! That, I mean, that it kind of makes a lot of sense. All we do is reward the worst team. We think we're rewarding. We know we don't know if these picks turn out, but that's like the last guy. Who drowns on the sinking boat because he drowned everyone else underneath him and stay stay above there? I guess I like that. It's sad. That's a savage idea. But this, uh, but you will stay in. The, you have some too many teams to stay in the cellar unless your picks. That's this, a, man. That's the, we're going down a, a rabbit hole. Right, now. but it's but this tanking thing is ridiculous and it's yeah. a little nauseating. It affects more people than just. And then I okay. Here's another question on the field. We like to keep this on the field. So I want low hanging fruit there for a minute on the field. If you think about the amount of plays, you know, that you run, how everything changes when you're purposely being bad, you're you're honestly affecting the way the game should be played, especially for the defense. Like the offense, like I'm sure they – I have to look up the stats, but I know they've got less plays. They're not – you know, they're way – what about the defense? Like is that fair to a defense – like say they're a constant defensive lineman for the Dolphins, is that fair that he's constantly on the field and, you know – like constantly under attack because the other team is like, I mean, honestly, physically, is that fair? I don't think it's fair. Well, I don't think it's right. Here's, here's, here's my take on that. We were both over the age of 35. That's all we're going to say. 
No grown man should ever say the word, that's not fair. Fair is a made-up term. So Fair right. is the first part of fairy tale. Right. He gets paid. Right. I see your point there, but when I say fair, I'm using it the same way the NFL does as far as like Targeting. trying to make everything equal. Like <laughs> It's bullshit. Yeah. Like, the more so rules they put in, okay, so let me put the worst game they're giving. Let me put it this way. As soon as you put a salary cap in, you've said every team should be the same. So once you do that, you can't have a team out here getting getting these guys slaughtered, <laughs> you know, and then it's it's not – He is getting paid. It's, off, okay, we'll job. put it this way. It's not right. It's not right. It's not right it's not to right. do that, like, to the guys on the team. It's, I agree. It's really, Trust me, I totally agree. So I'm, I'm not going to talk about this stupid Dolphins tanking thing the rest of the year, but it, it makes me a little bit sick. We did do a little hanging fruit there, didn't we? It was. All right, Saints. We were kind of questionable on that, whether they Talk. were – Toughed it out, man. Keep moving through their schedule without Drew Brees. They are actually the best team in the league, maybe with Bridgewater. Yeah. <laughs> they're the best team in the NFC. They're, they're like America's team now because there's yeah. like this lovable little like come yeah. from behind story. Yeah. I, I love them. And yeah. then you got Brees coming back. No one dislikes Brees. Oh, my gosh. Good good for Teddy, though. He is like – he is yeah. beyond an incredible job. Uh, Bengals versus Raisin, Ra- Ravens. I'm sorry. The uh, first, Bengals are 0-6. Yep. The Bengals are 0-6 with a quarterback that I think I looked this week. He's in the top 30 all-time of, like, quarterbacks passing yards, and he's 0-6. Well, when you're always behind, you're always throwing. It's it's a joke. He is a joke. That team uh, is a joke. Ravens win, obviously. Seahawks-Browns, yeah. at least it was a close game. Um, the Browns, uh, I'm a diehard Browns fan. They pissed me off so bad during the 49er game. That I didn't even get my heart broke. I knew yeah. it was coming. I knew it was coming down the road. So here's the takeaway. I, I watched that whole game because we were in Cleveland, and it was oh, on. Yeah. And um, I watched that whole game. Good game. Uh, the Browns, they, they don't need to, like, fold shop and panic and, like, no. redo everything. But here's the thing. they need. I said it last week. I'm not going to beat this into the ground. They need to start treating Mayfield like a young quarterback. Yeah. Or they're, it's going to get bad. Like I watch all these other games, they're, they they his offense. Once again, they act like he's Aaron Rodgers, and that he Old and that out of nowhere he's going to throw a a thirty yard. Like speaking of which, Rodgers last night, the guy's amazing. Yeah, he is. He, the arm, and they act like Mayfield's got this arm. He can't throw him out of these predicament. Get they've got every other. Well, they got Chubb there. I mean, they can shove Chubb up the middle. There, there was one interception. They hit the uh, running back was not Chubb. Right in the hands, bounce on it. It was another interception. Um, I don't blame Mayfield for that one, but I blame an overall. Again, I'll stick to it. It's Freddie Kitchens. Well, yeah, don't put. Yeah, exactly. Don't put. If you know the guy's prone to interceptions, like he's not that accurate. That's the problem. He's not super accurate. Tell him, hey, it's okay if we punt. Yes, exactly. It like you know, eat the like. They've got to start coaching him better. Or well, they should never. It was all, it's all coaching yeah. for me. And I know that he doesn't want to be that guy. Part of it's his problem. Like you know, he wants to act like they even. It, actually, I think it was a player on. I think it was this week's team for Seattle. Even came out and said like the kid acts like he's won ten Super Bowls and he hadn't done shit. Yeah. So it's starting to you know stack up against the other the you know, veterans in the league. But just get the guy some help, man. I totally I totally agree. He needs to be humbled a little bit. Yes, they, and obviously his production ain't doing it. But the team is like they can be there, but they. They can't act like they're acting like a veteran team, and they're not. Once again, I know they I said need, it last week. They need a week. veteran coach to keep him humble, uh, right, and focused. Right. They need a. He, he's trying to outsmart the room again, and 
I was really on the Eagles bandwagon and the Vikings beat them this weekend. That was just one of those games. I mean, I, I think I think those I think both those teams, if they play good on it whatever Sunday, they're both good. Like uh, either one of those teams can get oh yeah. Vikings? Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's they're solved. I did I say good. Well, here's the thing in the NFC right now. Who's winning the Super Bowl or who's going to the Super Bowl? We have no idea. Yeah, well, I mean, Seattle's the best team, and they were within a score of Cleveland. I mean, I'm kind of getting on this Saints bandwagon. Yeah, well, yeah. So, I mean, Saints are the best team, but their quarterback can't even throw the ball right now. We'll talk about this later. All right. Texans beat the Chiefs. Is the Chief, is the Titans starting to figure out who they are, or is it the fact that um, Patrick's still hurt with his ankle and their offensive line is decimated? Both. Both. Uh, when Mahomes when – Ma- when Mahomes can't run, he can only he's he's still mobile, but he can't sprint. He can't get to a spot like he can't make. He can't get to a, he can't get out of Dig trouble. Dig his toes and, in exactly. Gets around and he's, the he's hobbling a little bit, and that's yeah. affecting them. You know, obviously not having their offensive. Well, what line. do you think and about then, the Texans? Texans look good. Watson looks good. They've got a plan. Like they know who they are right now. This team is who they are. Uh, they're going to beat a lot of teams. They are, but they're they're not beating a hundred percent. Chiefs team, but it doesn't matter. You don't have to. It's the NFL. Nobody's 100%. So, but it was a fun game. And I told you, Houston would win. Everybody they would, you know, everybody would panic about the Chiefs. They're fun. Well, then we go to the 49ers and Rams. That was, uh, you kind of nailed that. The 49ers looked really good. I, I'm telling you, I'm kind of on this Kyle Shanahan bandwagon right now. Well, what do you why, think? They, I, mean, I, I, I was totally off. I totally didn't care last week, but I watched their. I love their defense. I like their offense, but I just, I just think that it's. I've seen that offense too many times, and then it just, it can be shut well, down. I've just seen it. Well, here's the thing. I don't think Garoppolo, but if he's yeah. building up to play Garoppolo better and let it and turn him loose later in the year, then that's going to be a whole different ballgame. There's a great saying by Mac Brown about the zone read. We know we're running the zone read. The other team knows we're running the zone read. Everyone in the stadium knows we're running the zone read. That's not the question. The question is, can you stop us? Right, exactly. And I agree with that. After this week, and this is the last week, I'm bringing it up. I'm done with them. <laughs> I've, I've, uh, we about- I've, I've asked for forgiveness for the Rams. I know. All season, I'm done. Golf, golf will not – I watched the game again. Like, I wasted my time watching that whole game again. Golf won't throw the ball more than past the first down marker. I'm tired of it. Like, until he – You don't know what's being asked. And I don't – that's what I'm saying. I don't care. Like, until him and the coach and everybody, like, they they are absolutely not going to win anything that matters with the offense they're running. Cooper Cup running crossing routes for seven yards 15 times a game. I'm, I'm, I'm done with it. I've apologized for him all year. When they figure it out, they'll let me know. Uh, but other than that, right, uh, 49ers are better. I was totally off about that. Here's the big questions. Here's one for this game. Titans-Broncos, are the Titans drafting the quarterback first pick next next draft, 2020? Um, it feels like they're moving on. I think, I think we talked about this, you know, when we talked about quarterbacks a few weeks ago. Uh, it, and I, I, don't, I don't know why you wouldn't. Of course, I don't know. See, here's how I look at teams, and not, every, and not everybody does this. So you got – you can go the Andy Dalton route, which you have, you know, a serviceable quarterback for a lot of years, and your team's out. 
Or like you go to the mob route, like if your guy can't win a Super Bowl, like move on. I don't care how good he is. If he can't win a Super Bowl, move on. You know, like and, but the, every team's that way. I understand that. I understand there's only four or five quarterbacks that can possibly win a Super Bowl on their own. I understand a whole team. I don't, like well, if you can manage him, you can win, you win your regular season, like I get that, but what was it? Yeah. Dalton's proved it, I think, at this point. Um, like, is, Can you see Marietta win the Super Bowl? No. I, I can't either. So, I mean, in my it, opinion, all right, time to move on. I know been next five years, year, right? You've been 515. Yeah, So, yeah, he would care because we won well, this in 14. Is, yeah, this, this is his fifth year. No, he's fifth. It's been five years. Yeah, he's, he's, he is who he is. It's over. Yeah. And here is one of the funnest games of the week. The Cowboys lose to the Jets. Wow. How awesome is that? They looked, That's a three-game slide. They, they looked bad. Well, they, they got punched in the face early in the game, and they, they, they came back later in the game, but it was over. And what I tell you about Cooper, as soon as Cooper got hurt, like, he, he's bailed him out. Like, if it wasn't for him, I don't know that they're not one in five this year or something like that. I mean, it's they're, – they, they, they're not – they need help. They and they just got a. They've got a bad attitude. Like they show up to the game, even after the game, they're, they they whine and make excuses. I'm like, we're not that supposed team's to lose. Got a mental problem. I love man. it. No, it's what we said before. We, uh, we called it. Yeah, but I a few weeks ago, I was on their side. Like, no, I like. No, I like. Said, well, here's the thing. I no, like. You were on their side. You said, Cowboy fans, the Cowboys are finally who you thought they were for the past twenty decades. Yeah, two they're day, not. Two games. They're. Three, they, they just dropped three in a row, and you just lost to the Jets. And, and th- I'm not the that only one. That was a Jets' only win. I'm not the only one. You can read all over anywhere, and they'll talk about how everybody sees the offense same way I do. Like, hey, everybody run out and stop. It looks like Tecmo Bowl. Did you ever play Tecmo Bowl? Yeah. Like the first Tecmo Bowl, and there's like eight players on the field. But if you got – They just ran out. The guy just ran out and stopped, and if you threw it early, you missed him. Yeah. That's what it looks like. Everybody just ran out and stopped. Like, Jason Witten runs a curl route. That's it. Just runs a curl route. He's not. I mean, he's not sliding. He's not. They just. I don't know if maybe they got a mix of something doesn't gel. I feel right like there. the Dallas gets so many primetime games for some reason. They're ju- they're shoved down my yep. throat. I love to watch them lose. Oh yeah, I always. Have. I I love to watch them lose in their own stadium more. Than Absolutely. Anything. Yeah. And it, and that's one of the problems. It always means more because they always play at three. Or they always play the four o'clock game. If they played one o'clock games, they'd just be an average team. That would, they'd yeah. be the Titans. They'd be the Titans. So yeah, they. Uh, but uh, si- as far as the Jets go, let's let's give credit where it's due. Sam Darnold played great and won that game. He yeah. played really well. And won- Plug and play. Come off more There's now. a perfect example. He's got the arm to do what these guys yeah. think they can do with these young quarterbacks. Darnold can do it. He had – it only takes two or three throws a game, might win the game, and he did it. Like, what, a 90-some-yard touchdown? Like, yeah. That's true. That is I, true. I just – I, I think I devalued actual arm strength all these years, and I'm finding out that arm talent is way more important. Well, it than takes the top off. Yeah, and I tell you, once you put it on film one time, your coordinator scared. Next coordinator sees yep. scared shitless. Yeah. It, it, yeah. I, so we weren't wrong about the next game: Pitt versus Chargers. Horrible game. <laughs> oh my god! Horrible officiating. It was. Oh, it was like so. This so the big story away from the game. I'd is rather that, went to a. A dry Catholic wedding. <laughs> then to watch that game again. It, uh, the story that everybody took away was there were way more Steelers fans than there were Chargers fans. Wow. But there's a problem like, well, when you moved to L.A. for the money, and yeah. people didn't really like you that much when you're in San Diego, they're not going <laughs> to like you more I'm when you move. You hear about yeah. the traffic in California? I'm not yeah. driving over there. Yeah, they want to part the stadium. I don't even – the stadium. You guys looks, are terrible. And then uh, – but to see – 
my man didn't let me down. Rivers completely lost his shit at the end of that game and well, tried to choke a cornerback. I missed that. Him choke the cornerback? Oh, oh you missed awesome. one of the greatest moments. And yeah, of course, it doesn't matter because it's Rivers. So he, he gets away with it. Oh, yeah. If Cam Newton, like, he grabbed the guy, like, grabbed the guy after the game, an interception or whatever. But, um, oh, no, if Cam Newton or one of these young guys would have done oh, it. Oh, yeah. Baker Mayfield did it. Oh, my God. It would be the biggest story. Like, oh, yeah, the river's like, that's just Phillip. How about this? Old Phillip. Sam Donald beats the boys and then chokes one of the Cowboy players unconscious. Yeah. No one – everyone's like, I love that guy. That's that's the other side of it. Yeah, like, I love that. I thought about that. Fuck the Cowboys, sorry. I thought about that. Uh, Lions-Packers Monday night ended up being a freaking great game. That was a good game. game. Yeah. That was a good game. Uh, They couldn't – like, the the announcers called it – the Lions couldn't punch it in. They had several field goals, and that's what cost them. Yeah, the they had every chance to win it. The refs did not help at all. A couple of the worst calls we've seen all year in the same game. Same call, same game. Same call, well, same game. Well, here's the thing. Because it's prime time, we see it more. Yeah. We, we, the, them, that 1 o'clock hour, God knows what we missed. Yeah. I got a question for you. It's, uh, do you think that technology, the camera angles, the high-definition TV, like we've got uh, – umpires and referees that are wearing body cams now yeah. that, are, that are filming the play, has that made it impossible to fix this penalty situation? No, I think I – Because think, whether they call it or don't call it, it's a problem. Am I right? I think – Because we see everything. If you rely too much on technology – because you can call holding on every single play. That's what I'm, but what but I'm saying I'd is like we're to, seeing it every single play now. Well, I, I, well, I'm more worried about in the box. Like they, you call holding on every single play. Holding when someone's downfield, that's a different story. But – at this point, the refs are so bad. I am that guy. I'm a, I'm a complete caveman, and I'm wanting technology to take the decision out of the, out of the ump's hand because they're they're horrible. Yeah, it's it's rough. I see so many no calls, oh, bad calls, won't overturn calls. Everyone <laughs> in the stadium sees the replay, and somehow you uphold the call. So the end of the Dallas uh, Jets game, six penalties in a row. Six plays in a row of penalties. And the, and the ball moved every time because it went against both teams. The ball just moved around the field like that, uh, the old electronic vibrating football game. I love that game. That's what it looked like. That's what it looked Me like. Me and my brother, Nathan, we It was just that. everybody walking up to this line scrimmage, flag, walking back to this one, walking. Six in a row. I don't think that's we, unacceptable. We never learned how to throw the ball or kick the ball yeah. in that electronic football game, but we would play for hours oh, and yeah. never finish a game. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was a fun game. Yeah, it, it, something's got to be done about it. Is it okay? Here's what we got on our side as a fan. Like, if you're a fan like us, is the NFL realizes we are producing a bad product. Yeah, we need to fix this. Yes, more rules ain't going to do it. No, it's not working. They it's keep like, adding. It's like, so it's a traffic jam. Yeah. Or, no, no. Every like you, we're hillbilly, so we're used to people. There's high water. People think they can drive through it, <laughs> and you're like the next guy. Like, well, I can just drive in there and pull them out, and then your car stuck. <laughs> yeah. We see that all like you said, but I got a big old truck. Guess what? Your muffler ain't that hard off the ground. Yeah. Now you're stuck no, you're too. Also, and then they're wind up doing the same thing as watching the football game. It's just three dudes sitting around drinking beer. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's a quagmire. Yeah. So it worse. But you know, uh, side note, uh, after last night's game, and it, the NFC North is by far the best top to bottom division. The Bears are the worst team in the NFC North. That's crazy. That's how good they are. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got the ACs. I'm just I mean, I mean, you're saying you think the Vikings are better than the Bears. No, they're I'm no, that's the standings. That's the standings. I don't think the Vikings are better than the Bears. No, they've only won two games. What? Yeah. Vikings only won two games. 
Oh my God, I'm so wrong. They won four games. Wow. Yeah, Bears have won three, but the Bears had an off week, had a bye week because well, they had two bye weeks. I just think that in London. the Vikings are only two games. <laughs> you worth really do dislike. The I just like the Vikings. You just like the Vikings. Yeah, that's fine. It, it might pay off for you. All right, that's our All Twenty Two Pro Edition. Uh, we'll be coming back with with a four before. Yes. Where I totally tried to throw Bud off his game. I've, I've been doing calisthenics and things all week. Like you I, better. I, I feel like I got this I one. hope you did some I, wind sprints. I, I feel like I got this one. This one might be harsh. <laughs> it's time for the four before, everybody. I need all the help I can get. Give all it to me, Max. All right, I'm going to start off with a little softball for you. This is golden and rotten ticket time. If I can give you a ticket to go to any college football game left in the year, okay, besides the High State Michigan game, okay, what would you go to? And the opposite side of that is the rotten ticket, where you to go to the college football game you want to go, you also have to go to the worst pro game. <laughs> you could possibly have to get one to go to. Oh, okay. So first, let's start with what would be your dream game to see for the rest of the season? Man, it feels like I, I. It's easy to say right now, but it's got to be LSU Alabama. Yeah, I mean that's hammer on hammer. Yeah, that's. I mean Clemson doesn't have one coming up. That that's it. It's it's Alabama LSU. I would I would go to that. Right, I would actually go to that if you had the money. Right. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay, so what is the absolute worst game? Forced at gunpoint to go to. I haven't looked at the schedule, but I'm sure that the Bengals play some shitty team like Buffalo and like Buffalo this- ain't that bad. In December, oh, you, you're talking about yourself. Buffalo in the cold. is that bad? Yeah, you, no, that would be. It's gonna be. It's probably gonna be the Bengals it, and anybody else in the cold, and whoever another bad. Like I just, I went to see decent games in the cold, and I don't enjoy it. Like I, I can't. I can't. You know what? No, Bengals Browns. Bengals in, Browns in, in the cold. Either stadium. <laughs> no night game. No night game. Win, whip and thrill. Oh God. I want no part. You of have it. to stay for the entire game before oh. I let you go to Dallas. I, 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 I'm traveling. We'll go back until. Wow, that is, man. I would do it, but I, I would honestly have to think about it. And it's painful. Yeah, I, I would, would honestly. Have I would have dressed for it before, yeah. and still, like that was painful. Yeah, to but uh, so yeah, that would that would that would be those two. And all right, here's the next one. Tough one. Does pressure beat coverage? Hmm. Does pressure beat coverage? So I have to preface this to the actual question. So I'm gonna throw out five scenarios. Okay. I'm gonna throw five scenarios out at you. Okay. And you tell me how many you rush and how many you drop in coverage. Okay. Okay. Third and nine about midfield. Third and nine midfield? Yeah. Drop. How many? I know um, it depends on the formation. Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. But let's just say what would you like to see? Oh yeah, I, I would run, I would run. Like just straight cover two. Straight cover two? Yep. Rush four? Rush four, yep. That's, yeah, we're assuming that, you know, it's not a weird personnel or something. I got you. Third and two midfield. Third and two midfield. Um, let's see here. You have stacked the box on that one. Um, yeah, I'm probably going like – Probably going man one, whoever's left. 
rushing the quarterback. I don't know. What the, I don't know what the personnel, you know, offensive yeah. personnel is, but whoever's left, man one, you're just jamming him at the line. Yeah, that's yeah. what you want to do. All right, third and three at the goal line. Well, see, when you're when I'm at the goal line, I always drop because you got the you got the back of the end zone. Yeah. So you know, I go quarters, you know, in the goal line because you're only covering ten yards. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely drop. How many are you rushing? Your typical four, then an extra. Just depending, you know. Five drops. Yeah, rushing five. Rushing five. All right. Third and 15. They got backed up because of a penalty. So it's third and 15 at the goal. Oh. Third and 15. Third and goal at the 15. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, man. So they feel Well, see, what's the score? That matters because does a field goal help? It's right before halftime. No, oh, okay, it's before halftime. No matter what. All right. So, yeah, probably. Yeah, I'm gonna. I mean, they're gonna run like a like a four two five, and and I might sneak a linebacker up. I I, I don't know. Should be more like a. a how 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 who's the quarterback? Um, Aaron Rodgers. Oh shit! Huh? No way! I'm, no way! Oh, it's a healthy Pat Mahomes. Oh, I might drop eleven. <laughs> and not rush him at all. You want to keep? Yeah, him I would not rush. Him. I would not rush Mahomes. I would. I mean, I but I don't like the spy guy. But I probably spy guy on Mahomes. All right. The other team's down by seven. Okay. It's fourth and one at the goal. Oh. In overtime. In over. Holy cow! So they win if they score. If they make the if make the two point conversion, I mean, that see that's the thing though. You're I'm going to assume they're in like a goal line formation, but they might be spread. Like, can yeah exactly. I'm what going you I'm 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 going man and rushing everybody else. So anybody that could be a receiver, we're covering. So you're more. So I asked you these these set of five questions. So you think coverage beats pressure? Yeah, I do. Absolutely. You're a pressure guy. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a coverage guy. Coverage beats yeah, pressure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. That's I think coverage long. creates pressure. All right. Let me, uh, let me die, you know, get off this one for a second. Here's a crazy one. What is Kirk Herbstreet's favorite song? You said before. What is it? I know you know it. <laughs> What's his favorite song? You said it before. I don't, what would I have said? He, he's probably a fan of Rush. Okay, that's Are, what you said. I think it was. <laughs> what was his number in college? You know, I don't honestly remember. Uh, yes, you do. I don't. Because uh, the question came from AR-15. What is with your crazy obsession with Kirk Herbstreit? <laughs> I'm going to give you 45 seconds to explain your obsession. <laughs> uh, well, see. Either to deny or admit it. Um, because there's there's a bitterness about So it's a love-hate relationship. It started off, I was like, yeah, Herbstreit's our guy. Come from Ohio State, now he's on ESPN. He's the biggest guy. And then he completely turned his back on ESPN. We found out he hates Terrell Pryor. He 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 moved to Nashville. Because but you said you don't care about Ohio State players once they're gone and Terrell Pryor's gone. You so say you still hate Kirby. No, he was still there. Yeah, but now he's when he gone. Hated him. But so now he's gone. You shouldn't care if Oh no, I remember how people acted like during a certain period of All right, time. Continue. I cut you off. And then uh <laughs> and then I think he says a lot of um, obligatory stuff. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I think that uh, AR fifteen 
is misreading the room. <laughs> I don't know if she is. I don't. So, you, so, you, so you're basing your obsession with Herb Street over Terrell Pryor, who no one even knows who he is anymore. So, okay, so I got a theory of life. I don't believe in picking on any. I believe when you pick on the strongest. So he's the number one announcer in college football. So I go for him. You know, it's easy to pick on. It's easy to pick on the little guy or the guy calling the high school football game. I'd never make fun of them. I'll make fun of Herb Street. And he is on my list of people I'd push down a flight of stairs in an airport. Wow. It's him and Tom Brady. Well, but then would you catch him and also and take him home and like, <laughs> like misery, like break his ankle so he can't leave? No. no. Huh? Okay. Here's the last. Here's the last one from the four before. If you were the athletic director that hired uh, Holgerson at Houston, would you fire him before the season's over to protect your job? Uh, yeah, I'm glad you said that because I'm sure that he's in on it. You think he's in on the he on, absolutely on the is. tank? Yeah. Do you think the administration's in on the tank? Like the college? Mm, woo, no. I because don't think you're. If it doesn't work. Because college football is run by boosters. Like, that has nothing to do. Like, the money comes in from boosters. Like, Boone Pickens didn't answer to anybody at Oklahoma State. I, I agree. So, no, I don't think – I don't, don't think, I think, I think I'd give a shit less. You don't think the athletic director's job's going to be online if – It is, but that's what I'm saying. Like, he – so the answer is probably yes, only because I can act like I didn't know anything about it. The old Gene Smith <laughs> – the old Gene Smith uh, – um, well, you're going to fire him before this season's over? Because you're tanking for next season. You're going to tank him before you see the result? Oh, yeah, I'm on record. He's going to be fired. This year. They might both be fired. But I don't know I don't know anything about the athletic director. So I'm, I, don't, I'm, I'm, I know he's in on it, but I don't know that anybody else does know. So if nobody knows, then, yeah, just the coach is getting fired. The athletic directors tend to hold up because they're not a football director. They're athletic directors. All right, that's the four before. I kind of softballed with uh, a few of those questions. Feel good about that one. I think I could give you seven. That's because the defense didn't put up much of a fight. I can't help it. I I, I give that one to Bud you on this never one. Saw, you should never have Herb Street on your team. That's your problem. You had Herb Street as quarterback. Oh, that's true. He didn't win anything. Yeah. He's the highest. Yeah, Herb an option quarterback. All right, you win. All right, good job. Well, we know you've heard it all, but uh, you always like to hear our take on it. So it's time for some of the low-hanging fruit in uh, football this past weekend. But uh, first, uh, we'd like to thank everybody who reaches out to us every week, sends us emails and the you know, responses. Of course, you know the deal. You know, go to your wherever you listen to your podcast, favorite us, follow us, whatever you can do to or help. Email out. us or email us at budinmax at tuesdayaftermath.com with any questions or call us out on the things we get wrong. Hey, we're opinionated. Doesn't mean we're right. Yeah. Most of the time we are. So uh, our latest email came from Dylan from Adamsville. Um, he went on quite a rant agreeing with everything we said except for he feels that we're going too easy on Notre Dame and they keep laying eggs. Just because you hate Notre Dame doesn't mean we're wrong about them. Right. I mean, I know they lost, but how many teams in the country have a – I mean, have a better – it's hard. Yeah, Georgia just lost, but still, Notre Dame's. I mean, they've got a decent schedule. And they've won some decent games. They're playing good. Like, I think we have them right where they're ranked. I don't think we're. I don't think I'm. We're saying they should be in the playoffs. I, I think, think it's just a. It's a personal vendetta. It does. Dylan from Adamsville has for Notre Dame, and we can't solve that on our podcast. If there's someone you need to talk to, we'll get you on the hotline. 
but we're moving on now. We're talking low-hanging fruit. And the first topic I would like to talk about was uh, Billy Bad's Billy Bad's take. So the guys I work with, there's every single week one guy says something so stupid I can't get it out of my head. <laughs> so uh, I just we just nicknamed him Billy. We like me and get Bud, up, Billy. Get up, Billy. We nickname everyone Billy. So uh, my coworker is a Browns fan, and his son was upset with how Baker was playing, and he decided to go. He goes, well, I went online and showed my son, look at Eli Manning's or Peyton Manning's first two-year stats. <laughs> or look at look at uh, Drew Brees' first two-year stats. I'm like, well, you know, I could look up Ryan Leaf right now and show his first-year stats. They're just <laughs> like Baker Mayfield. Yeah, you know what I mean? They look identical. RG3, guess what? They also look like – you pick up the best guys. Or look at Brett Farmer's first two years. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. You just pick. You can't pick the outliers. We've talked about this. You can't pick the outliers. Well, I picked. I brought this topic up because you see the ESPN during the combine. If a guy's short, they compare him to Drew Brees. If yes. he's a gunslinger, it's Brett Favre. Yep. He's a. If he's a pocket passer, it's it's Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. And guess what? You see these guys get washed out every year. Yeah. So I mean, I could. You know, you, you why? Uh, I'm sorry. There's a chance that Baker just might wash out. Yeah. There's a that is a huge possibility. It's it's, it's getting closer and closer. He keeps holding the ball, keeps getting big. So I guess up. Bo- yes, I guess oh. the bottom line is that it sounds like this dude's son's on something. <laughs> like maybe we, no. maybe we gotta be talking to him instead. No, unfortunately, this dude's son is raised by this guy and keeps feeding his head full of bullshit. Yeah. So all right, so that's one. Let's move on to uh here's here's one we, we need to bring up. Booger McFarland got blasted in social media like anyone gives a shit by Brett Jones. Yeah. Who's a former tight end for the 49ers and had been to the pool, pool, I'm sorry, Pro Bowl three or four times, which Pro Bowl in the last 10 years doesn't mean shit anymore. That was listed like a big deal. Yeah. Like Pro Bowl is basically like, oh, here's a guy from the F- FXL who did not decline <laughs> the, the invitation. Yeah, he wanted the trip to Hawaii. Um, Some of the guys took trips to Orlando. Uh, no, he went in pretty hard on my man Burger, uh, and I like him, so uh, it kind of touched a nerve with me. Well, I will say congratulations, Brent Jones. You know what it's like to be a fan. Announcers say shit you don't agree with. Yeah, but he's not a fan. He's got his radio show host. I don't care. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, but he's not. But okay, his point was Burger was a average defensive lineman for nine years in the NFL. What does he? How does that have anything to do with what somebody knows? Yeah, we talked about this in defensive linemen. Like, how rude can you be? Like, like he studies. Like these defensive linemen study snap count. They study everything. But what the what the fuck does an average tight end for the 49ers? What's the yeah. difference? What aren't they? The, if anything, they're the exact same. Yeah, they're the exact same. You're discrediting one. So how are you crediting? Yeah, I think you. I mean, and obviously, okay. So Brent Jones on his radio, he's on this uh, talk show, but I don't know how Jones doesn't recognize it. McFarland's got a new job, and that's selling a horrible Monday night game. Yeah, the game was over. The game was terrible. He's got one of the biggest announcer jobs in America. That's that's what he can say. So all he's the, got one of the be- he's got one of the best. Yeah, he's not playing defensive tackle. He's got anymore. one of the best announcer jobs in America. That's what, what he's got. Well, his job was at that point was damage control. Yeah, let's keep the Browns fans from turning off the TV by saying how Baker is improving. 
And let's have the 49ers guys not turn off the TV by saying what Garoppolo could work on. Right. I, because I, the game was over. You know, there was, it was over. So he he's not – he don't give a shit about playing defensive tackle anymore. I don't care what you think about his play when he was in the NFL. His job was to salvage a bad Monday night game. Try, right. yeah. Keep as many people tuned in to the to the next car commercial as he could. And, you know, honestly, he should he should give you a thank you because you helped him keep people turned tuned in. Yeah. They're going to tune in this Monday and see what – Right. What, what and, I, and I turned in last night, and as far as I know, uh, and a credit to him, Booger didn't even acknowledge it. So good for him. Yeah, he's a classy guy. We love Booger. Yeah. And he does break down plays very well, even though he's, he's only a defensive lineman. Yeah, that, that that was kind of crazy, man. Yeah. I wasn't I wasn't about that. So the funniest thing I saw last week, real quick, um, ESPN's doing their you know hundred fiftieth anniversary, uh, you know, like kind of mini documentaries about college football. I love them. They they're, they're really good. It's fun to see the evolution of the game. Like really enjoyed it. So last week they do the walk ons. They're talking about the greatest walk ons of all time. It's a pretty interesting show. You know, it was really interesting. Like uh, for instance, um, they. Put out a, they put out a list. So, you know, one through like 11 is what I saw really drew the attention. Like Baker Mayfield's number one. I forgot there's even a walk on. I know he went to Texas oh, yeah. Tech and then he went. To, now, some of these guys have got scholarships afterwards. Would he be number one if they started cutting film week six in the NFL this year? <laughs> no, he wouldn't. Well, anyway. So, what I noticed on the list, so you got you got guys on there. You got Baker Mayfield. You got Aeneas Williams, one of the best defensive backs of the 90s for sure. Oh, yeah. Was a walk on. Um, Ziggy Ansa, like some real good guys. So, like, for instance, uh, Colt Brennan. Now, when Colt Brennan got done in Hawaii, he had 15,000 yards passing and uh, I think like 130-some touchdowns. This guy had one of the greatest careers in college football ever. Uh, you know, had a cup of coffee in the NFL. It didn't matter. So, he's at 11. That guy's uh, 11? He's at 11. Uh, could you take a guess who number five was? Baker Mayfield's number one. Colt Brennan, one of the most successful well, quarterbacks I, of all time. I, could, I couldn't even. Who do you think number five was? I'm I, glad you don't know because it's awesome. Who? Uh, Rudy Rudiger. Who? Rudy. The oh, Rudy. The Rudy. The Rudy, the Rudy was played, number five. Played one game. Was number five. Played one play. Or three. I played three plays, but he's number five. I, like, <laughs> I was like, come on. Like, it totally, like, undermines the whole show. If you're gonna if you're gonna put Rudy at five, would like, it matter that that movie just came out? This is the twentieth. No, this is the twenty fifth anniversary of that movie. No, this is. The I'm sure it matters a lot. But something still, like you why? can't have a serious list and put how Rudy, Rudy's not on any college. I can listen. I love the story of Rudy. Uh, I love I the whole thing. I don't. Well, you don't now it's because ridiculous. it, it I, ruined no. your list. I I know. I didn't then. I don't now. Why not? It's it's not near the. It's a. It was a great movie, not a great story. It was a story before they made a movie about it. Yeah, but the story wasn't that great. If you make a great movie, it makes the story better. Like it's a story. We all knew the story it's about a story Rudy. about a hundred sixty pound kid that walked on, was on the practice team, and then the last game of his career, they let him in. He got a sack. The sack part's awesome, but that's it. That's the story. These guys are on every team everywhere in America right now. So. Wow, you went hard on Rudy. Yeah, I'm not a Rudy. I'm worried about it. Yeah, the, the Rudy bullshit does not fly. Oh, my. Me. It's not bullshit. It's total bullshit. They didn't make it up. They didn't go in and say, like, he won the, the championship game. The That's league. what they act like. No. They, the player, they, nobody laid down their jersey for Rudy. Are we sure about that? Yes, I'm sure about that. Are you That's sure? Joe Montana. Joe Montana told me. 
That's actually a fact. It's actually Rudy will admit nobody laid down their jersey for him. Hmm. It was still good. But that, it doesn't matter. It was Cole, good. Cole Brennan had 15,000 yards. 14,000 11, At 11. At 11. And Rudy. Rudy's five. five. So, anyway, that's just something I saw. I think he should have made the list, but maybe not in that – somewhere like, – He's listen. not in the best thousand walk-ons. Name, okay, name him. I mean, name it all. <laughs> okay, give me some more. I'll just say, you know what? Hey. You name one? Logan Hiddle from Tri-Valley is better than Rudy Rudiger. Yeah. I'll say that right now. I have a question. Oh, you know what? Uh, our boy, uh, Nathan Lawler. There you go. From Tri-Valley. Yeah. He got redshirted this year at Cincinnati. Cincinnati's at Cincinnati. He'd strangle Rudy in his sleep. He would he, Nathan, oh, my God. With one arm. Yeah. With one arm. Because yeah. the other arm does not work, and he's <laughs> yeah. still like, he wouldn't bat an eye. <laughs> so, anyway. So I thought, I just, I got to. I got my blood boiling last week, so that was low hanging. You have any more names? You just you just pissed about Rudy so bad. Yeah, yeah. I just once I saw that, I was done. I'm worried about you being evil. <laughs> once I once I saw that, I was done. All right, I got one more low hanging fruit. Right. I'm gonna throw at you. This isn't hard. Uh, this is the preseason ranks for NFL. So this is before the season started, what they thought everyone would be. what they call their power rankings. Yes. Yeah. So Pat's one. No argument there, right? Chiefs at two right now. What do you think about that? Do I think they're two right now? Or we're just saying right now, or do I think how it's going to end yeah, up? Just say, no, let's just say right we're now. We're just saying like what I'm looking at? No, I don't think they'll end up two. I don't think they'll end up two anyhow. I think Seattle beat Chiefs tomorrow. In the, in the physical condition that team is? Yeah. I don't, I, yeah. Saints at three. Not right now. But they're they're close to that number though. That's not a bad. That's well, not if Breeze was playing, but we're, we if we if we're going to judge the Kansas City on right now with injuries, then we got to judge New Orleans. Yeah. Well, they're winning though. Without without Breeze. Yeah, but they're not. They're not two or three. All right, Rams at four. No. God, I'm, yeah, they, talk, I'm not talking. I'm done talking about the Rams. Drop them like they, a bad habit. Call me. Call me when you get your shit together, Rams. Or Eagles at five. No. Well, yeah, well, here's the thing. We keep dropping these guys. Who does go into their side? Packers are better than Eagles. I know. It's, I don't care if they lost them or not. By the way, I wrote down the top 12, and Packers not even on the top 12 list. Interesting. This wow. Just, yeah. Is Houston better than the Packers? Houston or Packers right now? Neutral field. Who I pick? Yeah, right now, neutral field. I'm picking Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, over Houston. Yeah. So you got Houston. Houston that just beat Kansas City. Okay. Uh, Eagles. Chargers at six. No, they weren't. I've, yeah, I'm telling you. I'm going to go ahead and say that. I, I can't remember. That's a nah. You know, they probably had to. Phillip Rivers was probably threatening to choke him. This was I not, bet he was standing behind him. This honestly. was Joe. This is actually Joe Buck's power rankings. <laughs> Don't stay. <you> know. <laughs> so, Cowboys one, Cowboys three, one. and four. Bears seven. No. But they're not that far off from there. They're not seventh best team. No, but they're not that – because you got Pat, and then we, you said in a You said, are they seven? No. So you got the Pat. The, uh, you, you got the, Packers are better than the Bears. Okay. You got the Pats. You got the Packers. You put the Saints up there between. Uh, before Saints them. are better than the Bears. Chiefs prefer. Before Chiefs them. are better than the Bears. Houston's better than the Bears. Eagles are better than the Bears. Houston's. Houston's better than the Bears. Okay. Who else? Um. Let me think here. Vikings. Yeah, I think I think what you're sensing here is I got a I got a bit of a Trubisky problem. Like it don't I'm matter. Gonna, I'm going to keep I, dropping we, them. We threw all them in there. That's still seven. Yeah, 
with all the teams, you know, it's, I'm fortunate enough I can look at the the rankings and the numbers. You so I, you just pointed out exactly how bad the NFL is right now. Is that's it bad, bad or is it? No, if you no, that's bad. No, if Bears are a top ten team, it's you bad. don't want it to be at this point. You don't want it to be clear cut. It just sucks. You want there to be some controversy and and dropping and fighting back up kind of thing. Well, sure, yeah. You're cool. saying right now. Colts at eight. They were really at eight? Well, this is a preseason ranking. Yeah, but still, that's I didn't realize that. Um, that was probably before Luck announced his retirement. Oh, yeah, that makes more sense. No, they're not eight. That surprised me. They're like, whatever, they're right in the middle. Fifteen. Yeah. Cowboys at nine. Uh, oof. Actually, they're I – don't, I don't – I, that's not that far off. Well, we knew, we, we knew who else we didn't list on here. That was better than the Bears. 49ers. They're better than the Bears. Yeah. Yeah. 49ers are better than Cowboys. Vikings yes. have a better record than Cowboys. Vikings aren't better than Cowboys, though. But let them play. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe let them play. You're right. They might be. Uh, guess who was 10? The Cleveland Browns. The 2-4 and four Cleveland Browns. Uh, they're, they're not the 10th best team I've no. seen this year. Well, guess who's number 11? Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers. They're not. No. And then Vikings. But, I mean, that's. Yeah. Vikings are 12. Right now, uh, like the Panthers are winning with Kyle Allen. Um, who else are we watching right now that are. Surprising. Yeah. Oh, you know, we forgot to mention this whole day. Kyler Murray, two-game win streak. Just saying. He, he's not in this discussion right now. Over 300 yards and three touchdowns last week. He's, we're sorry, talking. Kyler. Kyler, I'm sorry. I forgot to mention you, Kyler. Oh, my gosh. It's between – You can go to bed now, Kyler. Kyler, go to bed. You're going to kidnap Herb Street in one room <laughs> and Kyler Murray Kyler – Murray, Oh, Murray I bet Herb Street loves Kyler Murray. Or he may not. You never know. You don't Herb know. Street. Yeah. All right, that's all we got for low-hanging fruit. Hope you like enjoyed that. it. Any low-hanging fruit questions, we'll cover it. Oh, yeah, we'll absolutely. Bag, we'll bash somebody. Oh, yeah. That's the only thing we're good at. All right, after this, we're moving on to Coach's Clinic. All right, time to learn something. So, all the quarterbacks wants to know, who's the mic? Well, I have one of the best in the business right here. It's uh, time for the coaches clinic. This is a big week. My man Max is going to teach us about the uh, middle linebackers. Okay, so Bud said we are talking about middle linebackers. This is my favorite position on the field. This is a guy, he don't have to be the biggest, the fastest, or the strongest. He's got to be the guy with the most fight in him. You're talking about close to a 200-pound guy who has no problem punching a 300-pound lineman in the face on every single play. A guy who don't care about what the score is or what the record is. He is going to fight to the, to the last whistle. I'm a little fired up about this, but I want to do right, it justice. Man, it's, it's, it's your show, man. That's, that's what we're here for. I, I think we'll blow it. So uh, this is Reggie Johnson. He's a Linebacker coach at University of Louisville. He's going to talk a little bit. I'm going to read his clinic and talk a little bit what he wants to see in his linebackers. So linebacker must that he has on his check sheet is one, leadership, two, stance, three, alignment, four, keys, five, responsibility. So I'm going to go through this real quick. With leadership, they, they want a guy who's going to be vocal and also lead by example. Like what he said, um, uh, a coach said he'd rather 
see a sermon than hear a sermon. Instead of having <laughs> that player who's always preaching to you, he wants to see a guy's going to put his nose in there all the time. Uh, I like that. He's also uh, a linebacker's got to understand that if a player screws up on his defense, that he's going to get ripped out, ripped by his own um, his own uh, coach. You know, like his uh, like the safety, the defensive back coach is going to rip him, or the defensive lineman coach is going to rip them. So you, you need to pick him up, get him ready. You know, get him back in the next play. Um. Well, you must also be accountable for your own performance. You can't just gloss over it. Besides, football players know if you're BSing. You ain't getting the job done, but you're the guy coming back to huddle like, all right, guys, let's stop him here when you're the guy who missed the tackle or missed your read. So you got to be accountable. Uh, also, they also want the linebackers to teach the defensive offensive terminology and to diagram like offense. Really? So you want to talk like the offense so you know what they're doing. Yeah, like – the first thing Coach Johnson does is he teaches his linebackers offensive play, how they talk, how they diagram. So you completely understand offense because like, just like a quarterback, a quarterback's got to know what all 21 other players, where they're at and what they're supposed to do on any given play. The linebacker has the exact same thing on his side of the ball. Right. If, if a safety or corner has to rotate into the box to take up a gap, He's got to make sure they're there. If a defensive lineman's not covering the gap he's supposed to, you'll see, especially at the pro level, a linebacker go up, grab a guy by the belt, and jerk him down to the gap he's supposed to. So they they are actually the quarterbacks, as Coach Johnson puts it, the coaches, they need them to be coaches on the field. Yeah. Get everyone in the right formation. They're probably the closest thing to the opposite position of another position, like as far as like, you got a quarterback and you got the middle linebacker are the yeah. closest thing to opposites, right? Yes. Like as you know, like they're, they're, they're wide receiver and defensive back, but they they're just against each other. I think the closest thing to me is middle linebacker quarterback, that that battle. That battle, is yes. The, yeah, the closest thing to So you got this frail and weak and prima donna quarterback. <laughs> That's what I was getting. And then you have this <laughs> you have this demon eater on the other side of the line who's just as smart. Well, hey. Just to step in, the middle linebacker doesn't need five guys to protect him. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just he don't want anyone protecting him. So basically, <laughs> they got to be coaches on the field, know where everyone has to be at the right time, and move him there and get his team to listen to him. So he's got to be some kind of a leader. Yeah, and he's got to be the guy who's willing to put his nose in the junk. So when he tells someone else to rotate into the box, they're going to be there. Yeah. So yeah, accountability. Um, they are required at meetings to take notes. And not just notes at their own position, but notes on everyone's position. Because remember, these guys are looking at down and distance and situational uh, film from the team they're coming up on. They're not just writing down what they need to do. They're writing down what everyone on their defense needs to do. Um, let me move on. Oh, like they were like Chris Johnson was talking a little bit about Elvis Dumerville because he coached him. Yeah. That Elmer, Elvis Dumerville studied um, – what the other team liked to do so much in in, in any game situation. Uh, During one game, he talked about how the other team was show and run, show and run so much. Dumerville just stayed in his nine gap and rushed upfield knowing in that situation they pass like 80% of the time. He got sacked, led him to the win in the game. Just how much they study at their positions is amazing. Uh, So let me move on to not just leadership, let's move on to stance, basics and basic stuff. Uh, Feet shorter width apart, toes point straight ahead. 
maybe slightly in, weight balanced on the inside balls of your feet, good bend in your knees and hips, pads out over the toes, hands in the ready position, ready to strike. Uh, a lot of times offensive linemen not only do they want to get – well, there's a lot of junk coming up at you. So you, you need to keep people out of your feet. You need to keep your feet clean so you can move. And, you know, striking – when you strike a, let's say, a pulling guard or anyone coming out underneath after you, your linebackers, again, want to strike the, at the pads, the chest pads, thumbs up, elbows in and locked, and you want your eyes below the face mask of the offensive lineman blocking you. You want leverage. You want below him and stand him up. Uh, well, it's such a size difference. You got to have that. We're talking about two hundred pound guys yeah. punching three hundred pound guys in yeah, the face. There's a hundred pound weight difference. Yeah, every time. Um, the average linebacker in college is six foot two, two hundred and twenty pounds. The average offensive lineman in college is between two eighty five and three hundred, maybe even over that. That yeah. just averages. Um, so my buddy asked me a question. Well, he kind of knew the answer. It's called the linebacker bubble. So let me explain this real quick, make it real simple. Not every single offensive lineman is covered at the line of scrimmage. So you have like a nose, someone's uncovered, and then like a defensive end. That uncovered offensive lineman, that space miss, missing at the line of scrimmage, is called a linebacker bubble because usually there's a linebacker over top of it or responsible for it. So offensive linemen are asked to attack the linebacker bubble, get up to that second level, and whoever's responsible for that gap, lock them up deep upfield. So what you, when you want to look for someone who attacks this linebacker, this is going to be a, a constant battle. So I'm going to talk about a few different linebackers. David Mayo for the New York Giants. He doesn't play on very many pass downs. You'll never see him in a two-minute drill. But this guy – is you watch him play, it's the one time you feel sorry for offensive I, linemen. I, I did notice that the other night, and I, I promise you, I didn't have a heads up on this, but I did notice that Thursday night. That guy that. blows 300-pound linemen yeah. backward. Yeah. And the other thing he does is if you're responsible for uh, an A-gap, a linebacker will have a primary gap of responsibility and a secondary gap of responsibility. On the primary gap side, you want to keep that arm and leg clean. So you can get into that hole in case the running back attacks it. Uh, Mayo is usually clean. He gets his hand on a running back. He he shuts that lineman down early, so it gives less of a of a decision out of the running back. Uh, he he's just fun to watch because he beats up on people. Now he comes out on third and long. Now, <laughs> Luke Keekley, on the other hand, here's a guy who knows. Oh. I have heard time and time out of other offensive linemen for different NFL teams say, as soon as we get to the line of scrimmage, he's calling out the exact play we're about to run. Yeah, That guy is so smart. He's tough. He's violent. He's in he's on impressive. pass. He's in on pass plays. He might be u- losing the step. He's, he's the best because of – I mean, it's it, it's just like saying who's the best quarterback ever. Like, obviously, the passing game has, what, doubled in the last, you know, 15, 20 years. Keekley's the best middle linebacker, the best pass defender middle linebacker that I know of. Only because he's had to do it so much and he's so good at it. Yes. I understand there's, you know, Singletary's probably really good at it, He, but he, he didn't just didn't do it that amount. But Keekley is just – it's so much fun to watch him. Best I've ever seen out, even in college. Well, a little bit of the responsibilities of the linebacker is run two. So you're on one side of the center or the other. So run two is on your side of the center. Your second responsibility is run away. So 
let's say you have a two-back set, the fullback came at your side, you're going to punch that guy in the mouth. You realize the tailback didn't follow him with the ball. You're going to fight back across the line of scrimmage. And you're not, you don't go under blocks. You go, you go across them. Right? You see a lot at the NFL level and the college level. You'll see them try to punch or strike through the center to get back to the ball. Uh, the second, the third responsibility is pass. Usually, if you got caught up in a, um, let's say a, uh, I'm sorry, play action pass play, and you got drawled to the line because you thought the running back might have the ball. At that point, you're never getting back to your zone in time. They want you just to rush quarterback at that point. Because there's, you're not going to drop back quick enough yeah, to get, get caught zone. in limbo. I, I just call it getting caught in limbo. Unless you're the linebacker who is in third and long positions, then you're going to you're going to kind of like hesitate on jumping on the play action and and roll back to your zone coverage. You almost never see a Mike linebacker cover a man to man. Right. That's not what he's there. Um, usually, like David Mayo comes out. On third downs, Luke Kuechly is in. If it's if it's not like the two minute drill, Luke Kuechly's in there, like on a third and eight, third and seven. Van Der Esch for the Dallas Cowboys, he is he moves fast. He's in on every play. He fights to get back to the ball. He's learning more and more. He's going to be an every down linebacker. Uh, what I like about him when it says the, the responsibility is run run two and then run away. Van Der Esch, once he realizes the ball ain't coming inside, he don't just run up and see if someone tackled the guy. Van Der Esch is trying to beat the whistle to be on the play. I like those kind of kind of linebackers. I hate the linebackers that kind of like – they don't really try. They see someone else got a hand on the running back, and they kind of run over and make sure he's down. Yeah. I want to see a guy who wants to be part of the play. Um, Blake Martinez for Green Bay uh, – sorry, for Green Bay. Mm. He is bad. I'm sorry. Sorry to say it. It's – yeah. The other night against Detroit, I, I saw him. I don't know if he's confused on what his assignment is. He didn't take one step upfield. No. And I saw a fullback, of all people, lock him up at four yards deep. That's terrible. That should be an insult. He's not an attacking linebacker. He's not an attacking. He's, is, he, is, he just a, is he just a big slow safety? Is that I, what the problem is here? I No, I think he's confused. I think he's young and he's confused. Yeah. I think once you see these guys just react – uh, subconsciously, it get better. Maybe next year it'll be better. Maybe, yeah. But I, it got to the point. I watched three quarters of the game, and I I finally saw him make a uh, a solo tackle, and I found myself surprised. I'm like, I'm done watching him. <laughs> I'm done watching. Leave him. on a good note. Yeah. Uh, another thing is like we talked about. You want to look for linebackers. You know, you want to punch with your hands, lock those elbows out, thumbs up. We were watching during the LSU Florida game, 51 for Florida. He got blocked, and he tried to take it over the you know shot with the pads forearm. He got blocked out of the play. Yeah, and then we saw him out for like for like two series. You can't do that can't anymore. Let him get to your body. You yeah. cannot let him get to the body. Um, I just I just love linebackers. They are they're violent. We they're, all do. They're <clears throat> born to be violent. Some of the keys the linebackers like a mill linebacker. He's going to look through his play side guard. That's his first key to the running back. And then as his vision grows, he'll notice what his play side tackle and center are doing. But usually the first step of the guard and then the first step of the, of the running back will take you to the play. If by chance you got a two-back set 
and the fullback comes at you, you got to respect the fullback, and then you fight back to run two, like if it's a counter or something. Um, I don't want to make this too long. I could, I could talk about linebackers all night long. <laughs> uh, we talk about punching people, about 200-pound guys, punching 300-pound guys in the face and winning that battle. So once again, they can keep their shoulders parallel, just like we talked about defensive linemen. So at the snap of the ball – you want to see every single person on – let's say you're watching the defense, it's your team playing. Everyone inside the tackle boxes, their shoulders should be parallel until either it's obviously a pass or it's obviously the running back with the ball is going outside the tackle box. And if you're watching your linebacker and they're running at him, you want to see this guy come up and punch an offensive lineman, you know, as close to the line of scrimmage as possible and hurt that guy. And then hurt the guy that comes behind him, and then maybe hurt his mom for giving birth to the guy. <laughs> That's the linebacker you want. It is. Do you, yeah. do you feel in college now that there's just less, less, less of a spot for that guy than there ever was? No, actually, there's more of them. I think so. Because you used to go like a four-two, and then you're you call a four-four, but it was really a four-two, and your corners were covering people. Right. When people go uh, a three-man defensive lineman front, these linebackers have more responsibility. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, you can never get rid of a middle linebacker. Oh, no, no. He's a, he is a field general. He's a violent guy. He wants to make every play or be in every play. Because you know, you, know like, you know if something goes wrong with a middle linebacker because – so, like there's yardage. They're going. To, you're going to keep shoving it right. Yeah, you, you'll see. You, you'll you'll see right away if something's if something happens. If your middle linebacker gets uh, out of position, you know right away. I would say that the the body mechanics or the type of middle linebacker you're looking for today compared to 20, 25 years ago has changed. You need a guy who can cover. You need a guy who can move in space. Everything's right. on turf. Everything's fast. Right. Now. Everything's faster. But so the guy you're looking for, and let's face it, these guys are so. 25 years ago, these guys, it's all about smash, 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 smash. These same guys are now doing all the same wind sprints, shuttle runs, yeah. all the plyometrics. They've developed themselves to be part of the game. I don't think you can ever get rid of them. Oh, no. No, no. no for sure. But those are my favorite. That's my absolute favorite position on the football field anytime is the Mike linebacker. I think it's I think it's a lot of people's favorite position. Yeah. Like there's a, You remember more – there's more middle linebackers remembered probably than any other defensive position. Would you agree? Like as far as just people's favorite player all time. Yeah. Remember, I mean, whether it's Nitschke, Singletary, I mean, just on and on. A lot of people know the, the best. Zach Thomas. Zach Thomas. I mean, growing up, like that was my dude. Oh, wait a minute. London Fletcher. No, I came. We, we're not even allowed going down the We're not London talking about Fletcher that. Wormhole because London, that's an episode. London Fletcher is his own podcast. We love that guy. <laughs> yes, he is his own podcast. Ray Lewis killed two guys with a knife in a bar. Yeah, right. But he's a great middle linebacker. Feels like that's your type of middle linebacker. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, like if I need a guy. <laughs> oh, I mean, come on. I mean, then you know, as a high state fan, I mean, Chris Spielman. Like, come on, it's just it's it's on. Oh, and on. we have I mean, Big Cat, Andy Katzmoyer, yeah. uh, Laurinaitis. Oh man, that guy. He had a pretty good NFL. Career, AJ too. Hawk. Oh, come on. It's I don't know how we're not linebacker you. <laughs> I don't know how Penn State's linebacker you. We're not linebacker you. Oh, they put out the same linebacker every year. Like there's no difference we, between Sean May and the next and the next guy and the next we, guy. Okay, we had uh, when we had AJ Hawk, we had two other guys. We had um, AJ played with um, Green Bay Carpenter and Bobby Carpenter and Schlegel. Schlegel, yeah, 
All three of them, like yeah. Slagle didn't last that long in the NFL. And Lauren Ice was on that team. He's a freshman. Oh, shoot, that's right. Yeah, he took uh, Carpenter's place when he got thrown out of the game against Michigan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, but uh, I can go about linebackers all day long. Oh, of course you could. So what you're saying is um, they're, they're a combination of smart and crazy. Yeah. I mean, it feels, like it's, it's the kind of guy like you, you're glad you know him. And yeah. He, and he thinks you're a friend, but you're scared shitless of him. Yeah. I hope this goes the right way. And I hope he never calls me at midnight like, I need your help. Because you might be burying a body. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I kind of know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> doesn't sound like anybody I know. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Max, man. I know that one meant a lot to you. Uh, we can come back to the linebackers anytime. Well, we got to talk about Sam and Will at one point. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bro, yeah. I think we should try to break down instead, like, covering, like, defensive backs and offensive linemen. Like, it's so convoluted. And we don't want to make this too long that we just talk about individual positions. Down a little bit. And I just took 20 minutes to talk about middle linebackers. Yeah, but they deserve it. Thank you. They deserve Thank it. Thank you for saying that. They deserve it. All right. Coming up next, uh, victory formation. Okay. Another fun show. I think we did a good job, man. It's uh, time for the victory formation. All right. Here we go. It's – now, we're recording this on Tuesday, but we release this on Wednesday. So, basically, tonight, Wednesday night, it's South Alabama versus Troy. <laughs> so, cancel the family plans because that's the game you're waiting for all year. Uh, I always like Troy's motto, uh, anybody, anywhere. I always admired that. Uh, that's not bad. Yeah. Now, Thursday, I'm pretty excited because Louisiana Lafayette, the Raging Cajuns. The Raging Cajuns. Which – they they don't, I can't find the helmet, but they had one of the best. I'm not I'm not uniform guy. Yeah, they had one of the the best helmets I've ever seen. Uh, the uh, Raging Cajuns plays Arkansas State. Oh, nice. So I'm you know I'll be turned in to watch the Raging. Scotty Pippen's watching. Scotty Pippen's watching. Uh, also Thursday night is UCLA versus Stanford because if you absolutely hate <laughs> the pro Chiefs versus Broncos, you got two other <laughs> options. That's a great. Yeah. yeah I mean, are, are you tired of watching? Uh, we're football fans. Are you like, tired of watching Buffalo Jets? Well, guess what? Stanford UCLA is on. Yeah, basically, if Mahomes isn't healthy, just turn to one of these one of these college games. Now Friday night, I don't like this. There are three college games and i think people should be supporting their local high school okay so you just you just fucked me up my next question was how do you feel about all okay. these, well, I answered all, these all these friday night college games i just like so i, I think you should support your support your local so full disclosure we live in a football heavy area community oh yeah great yeah i mean we have a we great have great high school teams and obviously it's a great league right we now. have great there is no reason for the High State Buckeyes to be on a Friday night. No. Because my alma mater, John Glenn, goes to, comes to, goes to Tri-Valley Friday night. Where we live now. With the league title on the line. This is a huge game. And the Buckeyes are on. Yeah. Like, so I like, – No, like, so you could only have some – within the 270 uh, belt of Columbus, how many – now, how many, yeah, I mean, that's just important high effects. school games going on. Yeah, they're all important. Yeah. It's high school, they're all important. I mean, all the, you know. Yeah. I, 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 At the same time, you're playing Northwestern. Was it really worth it? Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up. Now, they asked, they, they asked Ryan Day about it. I don't know if you saw it. 
um, yeah. they ask him, they're like, well, you know, how do you feel about it? You're kind of screwing the high school coaches, these same high school coaches that you're asking to send their kids to play for your school. And, you know, of course, Day's answer is we have nothing to do. We don't see the schedule till you do, and we got to go play the game. That's his answer. Yeah, but this whole – like, so so we have a little fun every week about talking about the Friday night game, whatever. And so it really hits home. All of a sudden it's Iowa State, and then, you know, we've got one of the bigger high school games in the area, and I'm like, oh, wait a minute, this sucks. Like, not cool. I got to put a note in here where we screwed up this week in the All-22 – we didn't talk about Bedlam. Oh yeah, uh, what happened? Just go. Ahead, let's just go and talk about it for a second. I think I think Tri Valley lost. I believe they, lose, uh, they, I, they either lost or they kicked Sheridan's ass. I think they kicked Sheridan's ass. Well, okay. Oh yeah, maybe happened. people jumped the gun a little bit on Tri Valley. Just maybe. Oh, all right, so we'll move on from there. So anyway, so, so no, Marshall I, plays Florida Atlantic Friday. Pitt plays Syracuse Friday. And OSU plays Northwestern Friday. Don't watch any of them. Go to your high school game. Go to your high school game. All right, Saturday at noon, Auburn versus Arkansas. Mm, I don't know. I wrote it down. It, it's, it only matters if Auburn loses. That's all that matters. Because yep. Auburn's already lost, so it doesn't matter. It only matters if they win now. It was so bad. Like, I actually wrote down a Clemson game. I've not wrote down a Clemson game all year. No. There's nothing else to watch. It's, no, it's, it's ACC, too. Clemson versus Louisville. Maybe Louisville punch him in the mouth. I don't know. Louisville's pretty bad this year. Right. Like, pretty bad. Okay, Florida. Here's one at noon. Florida versus South Carolina, who just beat Georgia. Um, it's interesting. Yeah. Because it's possible that South Carolina is good. It's possible. It's possible. Or they'll come off their hangover. Yeah, I mean, or you'll yeah. find out. Or This or might be your best new the game. The LSU game might have made Georgia better, or Florida better. Like, Florida yeah. might be like, man, we played pretty good. Like, we're not as good as LSU, but we're pretty good. And they might smash. I'll, you know what? I'm going to go off on a limb. My man Trask is going to smash South Carolina. Yeah, I'm not going And on. that would eliminate Georgia from the playoffs. South Carolina getting smashed eliminates Georgia. Yep. Calling it. I'm not calling anything. I'm just saying that's what the games are on. But I will hold myself accountable because I told you to watch these games. 12, okay, here I go. 3.30, 12 Oregon versus Washington. I actually put Oregon on my freaking yeah, list. Yeah, Washington's Island. really fell off the map. They were on their way, and then they got upset. Um, Oregon's going to smash them. Well, all this, all this could do for Oregon is they don't fall. Yeah, no, Oregon's on their way. Oregon's on their way. They're on their way nowhere. They don't play no one. I'm sorry. Yeah, we're, well, High State's in the Big Ten, so let's let's be easy on not playing anybody. <laughs> no, we – okay, we'll go there somewhere. Yeah. Six o'clock, we have Arizona State, who is 17, versus Utah, who's 13. So, you, at least you have two ranked teams at six o'clock. Utah's 13? I think that's what I saw. Oh, they can't. I, I think it's true. Have they, have they worked their way back to 13? I think it's true. I didn't realize that. that that's actually – Or, I'm completely lying right now, but watch the game because it's going to be good. And I, I, hang my, I hung my hat on that one. I got to put a little sign here. Like, I'm in trouble, something by this game. All right. Uh, also at 6 o'clock is uh, Kentucky versus Georgia. So, Georgia's got to be pissed. Yeah, you mean, might get to see someone get murdered from well, Kentucky. Well, Kentucky's got a wide receiver at quarterback right now, so that game's not going to be I pretty. know. The game's not going to be pretty. I, if you want to see, like, a slaughter, this you might want to see this game. Not really. Uh, 7.30, Michigan, ranked 16 versus Penn State, which is now seven. 
which is way over their depth. Yeah. Um, I'm almost rooting for Michigan in this one. Here's the problem, though. The good news is somebody loses. I hate both those teams. The good news is somebody loses. It's, 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 that's a lose-lose game. We like win-win games. Like last week, LSU-Florida was a win-win game for us. Yeah. This is a lose-lose game. Like this, somebody gets to lose. This weekend compared to last weekend is like the biggest downer ever. Yeah. You know what? It's a sequel. It's the sequel. <laughs> it's it's almost like the third. It's in Ghostbusters two, right there. <laughs> oh my god, that man, that's the this is a, Ghost, that's a lot of the show. After le- last we, weekend, this, you're right. This, this is Ghostbusters. This Saturday two. is Ghostbusters two, and we don't even have like Ohio State's not even playing Saturday. Like you got one of the besties of the country not even playing Saturday. Like it's an afterthought. So they, they, Alabama's not playing either. What? Maybe I didn't write him down. I thought they had bye week. I guess they might. They get they get several bye weeks. Maybe it's like not even worth a lot of bye weeks. Oh yeah, I mean they're not playing Florida or LSU. So my last game I had written down like you, if you're like me, like I have not seen good football day, and you're like desperate. It's like you're still running around to a bar, or you know you're running around to a casino where you can win at a craft table. (laughs) So it's late. Is eleven o'clock comes on Air Forces versus Hawaii, Air Force versus Hawaii. (laughs) I can say it right. Yeah, that's uh. <laughs> Man, I feel bad. This is what we had to give him this week. Yeah, that's all I can. But say. I'm not. You know, I'm not some, grade myself next. But week. somehow get upset. There will be an upset. All right, let's move on to NFL. So this Thursday night is Chiefs versus Broncos. All we can help for is that the Chiefs get healthy and destroy the Broncos because no one likes the Broncos. But the Broncos. I, I, I'm feeling. Typical Thursday night, bad game. No, there's been some good games. No, I'm just saying typical. Like last year, Thursday night, bad game. Like the Colorado shit. And Chiefs, you just, they Uh they win. Nobody is rooting for the Broncos outside of Colorado. No. All right, one o'clock. We got Raiders versus Packers, which could be a competitive game. So I wrote that one down. Like to see what comes out of that. You know, Pake. Packers have been a kind of a run. It'd be it'd be pretty crazy if the Raiders could knock them off during that. Right. Texans versus Colts. So Colts are very competitive. Texans are doing really good. Texans coming off the win. Maybe the Colts can upset them to really the controversy and no one's really like established himself would be great to see. Vikings versus Lions, also at one o'clock. That's uh, that's an interesting game. One of the, one of those teams will. Here's the thing. Then if the Vikings win, then the whole division's just the same. I know you want the mess. Oh my you, god! You want the mess. You want that. It's like when you you tie two cats' tails together and throw them over a clothesline. <laughs> like it's just like they're yeah. both going to die. Yeah, you know? it, but yeah, that's a. It, it just it feels like in a couple of weeks here we're just going to look at the NFL and be like, everybody's. Four and four. Everybody's five and five. Let it happen. Oh, that's fine. Someone is but, like, I don't got to pick anymore. Uh, one o'clock Cardinals versus Giants. Oh, Cardinals. So, this is your boy. Three in a row, baby. You going to let him out? You going to, you going <laughs> well, he's got a curfew. He's got play time. You make a play date with Danny Dimes. <laughs> make a play date. Do you make a date, a play date for uh, Kyler Murley and Danny Dimes at one o'clock <laughs> on Sunday? Yes. That's I got to watch you. Oh man, we got call. I'm just saying, child service three forty seven and three touchdowns last week. I'm just saying. All right, okay. Here's a great one. 
four uh, four o'clock game. We got Saints versus Bears. Ooh. So here's Teddy fa- facing the best defense he's seen at Bears. Where was it? At Chicago. Ooh, I don't know. If it's at Chicago, then it don't matter. You told me there's no hostile hostile environment. No, but there's diff- there's turf and there's that's not environment. That's a Teddy field. Don't run. Teddy don't run anymore. That's a field. Teddy don't run anymore. Okay, does it matter? Because I think this is the worst defense, best defense he's faced all year. Obviously, obviously, and I, I think it's going to be. This is game. pretty good. I tell you what. Okay, okay. I'll say this: he he will do better against that the the number one defense than whoever. I, I, is Trubisky back? I think. Anyway, whoever quarterbacks for the Bears will have a harder time against Saints, Saints defense is yeah. really good. Yeah. It's really good as a defense, like you know your offense got your back. All of a sudden you, it makes a huge difference. You play on fire. It's a huge difference. Yeah. Eagles versus Cowboys. Uh Eagles just lost to the Vikings and the Cowboys just lost. And I hate the Cowboys. I kinda want to see the Eagles as the I do. Game. This is where the Cowboys win, and then they're and then everybody's like, everything's fine. <sighs> this is Don't the typical. That. This is the such. This is the most typical Cowboys Eagles game in the history of Cowboys Eagles game. This is the it's your eight o'clock Sunday night. Yeah. So usually this is a good game. No, I, I'm, it's said to be a good game, but like doesn't matter. Like who, okay, whoever wins, what's different? The what's different after the, this game? What makes it okay? If the Cowboys win or the Eagles win, okay, I'll tell you what makes it different. Do you feel any different? I want the Cowboys one? to lose. The Cowboys lose, I'm happy. Right. Eagles win, I'm like. Okay, finally. Oh, no, I want the Eagles win, but I'm saying like Monday morning, you're like, "Hey, you won." Like, it means not it, it. It means something to the Eagles. It don't mean nothing to the Cowboys because Cowboys already think they're the champion of the NFC. Yeah, you're right. The Eagles, Eagles are actually actually scrapping. could be. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to see kind of. I kind of want to say, like the Eagles. If the Eagles are as good as people all of a sudden think they are. They ought to run through this Cowboys team that's on a bit of a slide. If they don't, then we're just back to like everybody's the same. I kind of like that in the NFL. Week to week, it's uh, tough. I guess you can just turn it anything. I'm like, oh my god, it's a competitive game, right? I, I don't want to see. Who are your Titans lives. playing this week? Bills? Is the Titans Bills this week? I didn't even write down. <laughs> I didn't even write down the Titans. Uh, hell, that might be on buy. I didn't even check. It okay, don't matter. Monday is Patriots versus Jets. Jets just came off a win. I guarantee you, Belichick has that whole team figured. Here's out, my right? call for this game. Here's my call for this game. Mark, like, write it down. Like 35-21. No, not the points. Patriots absolutely will win, 100%. But, uh, <laughs> um, oh, shoot, I call him Madison. What's uh, their defensive coordinator, Greg Williams, is going to kick the shit out of Tom Brady. He is going to sacrifice this victory and try to murder Tom Brady. Mark it down. Tom Brady's going to throw. You know what? That's Tom Brady. Ball. He might throw five touchdowns and get hit on every one of them. That's my prediction: is that they will, they will try to retire Tom Brady Monday night and get beat. That's my prediction. That's how I feel. That's going to go. That is something. He is very stubborn, man. Yeah, yeah. And that is something like he would do. Yep. And it helps him in the long run. I mean, seriously, if anybody can hurt Tom Brady, that increases your chances. A hundredfold of making that's like killing the wicked witch of the east. Mm-hmm. Like he helps everyone's chances. It don't help his chances. It helps everyone's chances. It still helps his. 
I still whether he's got any or not. I, I'm gonna I'm make his what is this? I'm gonna make it a half few beers of me. I still would rather have Greg Williams as the head coach of the Browns and Freddie Kitchens. But here's the thing: <laughs> that's not my number one pick. They make it sound like that's the only two guys you had to choose from. We don't know who they interviewed or who. Oh, there's who, all kinds of guys. Yeah, yeah they make it sound like lots of guys. There's all kinds of guys not named Kitchens. You picked the worst. He might die of type 2 diabetes before the season's over. Who's their defensive coordinator? Because that's probably who's going to be coaching soon. I don't even, They look pretty good on defense. Not against the 49ers. And I checked out. After I gave my checked out. Guess what? My heart ain't broke the rest of the season. Uh, that, was a, that was a tough one. That was it. Like, was I did, we beat. lose Seattle. I'm like, eh, I saw it coming. Oh, we have the lead. <laughs> it ain't going to last long. <laughs> eh, eh. So they don't play this week? You didn't bring them up? Uh... No, they are on by. Oh, they they come back week. and play the Patriots. Hey, guess what? They're going to lose that game, too. They, they didn't lose this. They're not going to lose this week. We've been I'm going that. out on a limb. Browns are not going to lose this week. <laughs> no, Baker but, Mayfield's but, never but, lost. On a, you, you know what? Somehow Baker Mayfield was still throwing interception this week. But you just gave me Billy's bad take of the week because <laughs> this is what my coworkers have been saying <laughs> for the 18 years I've worked there. Undefeated against the bye. Oh, we don't lose this Baker, week. Bold prediction: Baker Mayfield has three interceptions this week on, on bye week. On a bye week, <laughs> we come back and play the Patriots. You know, we play the Bills too. I don't know if we can beat the Bills. Hey, you know what? You never Bad. know. Bad. Hey, I'm, you never know. Hey, after hey, four hey, hey, you just said you like the NFL. You never know. It's week to week, man. It's week to week. I don't like that. You <laughs> know what? Who, who, who don't have that problem? It's Patriots fans. Yeah. So I looked at their schedule, Patriots' schedule. They had the easiest schedule I've ever seen in the history of the NFL, and I'm not exaggerating. They can have a bad season and go 12-4. and four. Here's a question. They though. can't lose more than four games this year. Did coaches and players bail out of that conference because of them? No. No, I'm just saying Absolutely like – Absolutely not. No. I'm just saying you're, you're about ready to sign your second contract in the NFL or third contract in the NFL. You're like, well, I could go to the Miami Dolphins or the Jets and like – I want a chance to, to go to Super Bowl. Nah, because you can always get a wild card. And you, you get a wild card. Yeah. You, you, no, no, not playoffs. Go to the Super Bowl, and you have to go through New England. Everybody has to go through New England. Let me, I mean, what are you going to do? Go to the NFC? Yeah. Doesn't help. No, I don't think. I think with all the money, I don't think it changes anything. I think it does. I think somebody take the. No, I don't think so. I mean, oh. I don't think you. I don't think you want to play against. The Patriots twice a year, but who's Arizona's head coach? Oh shoot! Who's Dallas? Kingsbury. Kingsbury. Who's Dallas's head coach? <laughs> Jason Garrett. I don't know. You know what? We haven't checked. Have you checked Twitter? Because it might not be Jason Garrett. Who's right Chicago's now. head coach? That dude. Who's 49ers head coach? That's uh, Shanahan's boy. All right. Name one coach from the Jets, the Bills, or Dolphins. Oh, that's a good question. Oh, yeah. the Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Back, but I don't know like head coaches. I think you know more than those three guys because no one wants those fucking jobs. Oh, I don't think it's true. I don't think it's, I don't think it's the Patriots, though. I think it is. No. I think could it, that be? Because the – It would be the same for Pittsburgh, then. The Pittsburgh don't go through coaches. What do you mean? They got to get through the Patriots to get to the Super Bowl. You have to do your division to get the playoffs. The first, the first goal is to get the playoffs. Oh, yeah. 
It doesn't help. Yeah. I mean, you're just beat up. That's a good point. You just beat up. You can't get out of there. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. It's interesting. All right. All right. That was a victory formation. Got. Oh, wait a minute. I want to thank S&M. Oh, yes. Sorry. Holy shit. That's our bad guys. We appreciate it. Silent no more. Sounds awesome. I hope we hope we're doing you justice. Um, I think it's pretty cool the fact that you guys just like, oh, you guys doing a podcast? Here's one of our songs we've been working on for half a decade. Yeah. That's pretty damn cool. Yeah, yeah. It's a good call. Good call, man. I get I get caught up in the uh in the, the stuff we try to do. In the BS sometimes. Yep. Yeah. We can't forget about the people. Everybody that emailed us, we appreciate it. Um, you know, get get in contact any way you can. You know, we're on Apple uh, podcast now. You guys know the deal. Five stars. Give them any bullshit you want. We don't, we don't care. Email us at budandmax at tuesdayaftermath.com. Absolutely. Go, don't pirate, buy the music for Silent No More, SNM. Support your local band, support your, support your local podcast. And your local high school teams. And your local high school team. You can watch the Buckeyes on your phone. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. All right. Thanks, guys.